Ladies and gentlemen, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes, for this is a Fred the Alien production podcast. Hell yeah! <laughs> excellent! <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Loud noises! <laughs> 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 You'd my own music. <laughs> <laughs> We're really bad air guitar. <laughs> Hello! Hi! 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 Hi!
um, receiving a, a, a cute little package um, from Redbubble of uh, my Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, hoodie. <laughs> so I'm very happy that I have that. Nice. <laughs> so you got very bootleg. Good. Look, it looks legit to me, so I'm fine with it. (laughs) So you're not raising much money on your farm then, are you, Fulia? And there it is. Not selling your peaches? How's your week been, Michael? Someone's Something ignoring you. Go on, Mike. Wow. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, well, pass. What about you, Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mike, you've had that much of a week, have you? <laughs> wow. Or I'll get back it... to you, will I? That's all right. Uh, this week's a. Uh, not much of an improvement since last week, but I don't want to get people down. Uh, <laughs> I did my ICU work on Monday. Uh, that was fun and annoying. Um, got an extra shift because we, we're a bit understaffed, which is mm, awesome. But probably my highlight is I've I've uh, watched a lot of Netflix. I just got I just um, finished off a couple of shows that I've been meaning to watch. Uh, before my subscription runs out, I finished Archer. Um, uh, I finished uh, the new season of uh, F is for Family in a Day. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, uh, I haven't really been doing much. And I finally uh, finally watched um, uh, uh, Tiger King as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, A bit late to that train, aren't you? <laughs> well, it was only after um, episode three. Uh, at the start of the week, and I thought, ah, I need to finish this before it runs <laughs> out. And then I watched uh, a movie that I'll be uh, reviewing in Quickie Review. So yeah, that's, mm. that's been mostly mostly my week. How about you, Wayne? Well, Michael, thank you for asking. And that's all right. Acknowledging I'm a true friend. You are. Thank you for acknowledging my existence. Oh my God. And my valuable contribution to the show and overall discussions and my inquiries of everyone's well-being and agricultural um, achievements. So, Rain, just, 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 re- Rain, just remember who the editor is of this podcast. Um, look, Fulia, if you're the one who brings up your farming um, pastime, it's don't 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 blame me. I, I'm sorry. I care. I'm sorry. I show an interest. Look, my week um, has been quite productive. I feel. Uh, look, back at work, back in the swing of things, and uh, have been working on a um, on a play that I had written. So just sort of fine tuning that um, because I'll be presenting that to my co-artistic director at Writer's Block Theatre this week. So um, I, I'm pretending that the world will be back to normal in January. <laughs> and I will be able to stage uh, said slash referenced play. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, in the meantime, Writer's Block Theatre has finished auditions for our upcoming production, uh, which we're yes. hoping, yeah, which we're hoping to have put together and presented in October. 
I believe. So mm-hmm. yeah, ex- exciting things happening. So uh, work, Very. yeah, working hard for the money, but also um, having fun with uh, you know the number one passion that doesn't make you any money. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess we call exactly, that balance. Yeah. <laughs> that just means Jeez. you're not doing it right. Uh, yes, thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just get a jab in. Just get a jab in. Yeah. Uh, jab That's me, j- jab jab me jab anytime, jab. my friend. I will jab you back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So that no. That, uh, so, so that's been me. Yes. So no, it's been been a pretty good week. A pretty a pretty chilled, but um, relatively productive week. Uh, so yeah, let's hope that momentum continues. Nice. What about you, Kendall? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I wasn't at Kendall. I was not even sure if 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 you had said anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow, sake. we're not even we're not even ten minutes in, and it's already a disaster. And I, but I love it. Yeah. I love that's that's good content. Just right? quietly, I blame Fulia, but go on, Kendall. <laughs> Yeah, Fulia, when, when you re-edit this, me. could you actually make that pause like even longer? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that would be very funny, actually. Awkward silence. <laughs> awkward, awkward silence, and like everyone that's listening, will, like check their phone to make sure it's playing, it's not buffering, it's still playing. Uh, funny. Okay, thank you so much, Wayne, for for your interest in my week. Um, thank you. It has been good. Um, bit a bit up and down with work. Work being a bit hectic this week for some reason. I don't know why the the people decided to come out more than on a long weekend because they all went away last weekend. So, uh, but. I mean, busy is not necessarily a bad thing because the time does fly, so that's a good thing. Um, but I didn't really do too much this week. I've uh, basically just been, apart from work, just uh, busy uh, re- finally releasing some new content on YouTube, which I will talk mm-hmm. about later. Uh, <laughs> hashtag tease of a plug, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and and then, yeah, I had a, a friend of mine from work... Um, came over to my place on Thursday night and we watched um, some new episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is in its last season at the moment that's airing. Uh, And it's so goddamn good. Basically, just not to to spoil any of it, but the the least non-spoilery summation of the season so far is that they've travelled back in time uh, to stop these... uh, futuristic robot men they're called chronicoms from destroying hydra so shield had to save hydra in order to protect the timeline and they went back to the 1930s and now they're in the 1950s and it's very very cool so uh, if you're not watching agents of shield please do yourselves a favor and get on board before it ends because it's so great um, but yeah, we had a really good time, and then I, I even showed Adam, uh, my friend, some Disney Plus action, and may have uh, done my due gil- diligence by the House of Mouse and got a subscription out of him. So <laughs> he even he, he even said, "I knew you'd you'd suck me," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, I'm not on their payroll for nothing, I guess." <laughs> 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 <clears throat> yes. So uh, yeah, that's about. About it, I think, really. Um, yeah, cool. All right. That's our week. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, check on in with the week that was in the nerdy news. 
This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, alrighty, nerdy news time. Uh, we've got some interesting things to go through, and we're gonna try and keep it positive because there's some interesting things. As interesting is the word, and it's a boring word to use, but that's the word I'm using. Uh, starting with some DC news, Wonder Woman 1984 has again moved its release date for the fourth time now. This is just the bouncing around film. Um, the floor is lava, apparently, or at least the cinemas are. Um, <laughs> the release date has been shifted to the 2nd of October. It was uh, it was slated to release in August, uh, you know, just under two months from now. And uh, no, they've decided because cinemas are <clears throat> going to be reopening soon worldwide, but, uh, you know, just people worldwide as well are not sure uh, the volume of attendees that are going to be seen in the in the cinemas themselves so just for safety's sake they're just moving some movies around and i'll get to more of those shortly uh but wonder woman was probably one of the bigger bigger ones considering how many times it's been moved around and that uh yeah we're all very much looking forward to seeing it but second of october guys lock in your calendars the final hopefully release date for wonder woman 1984 uh, in DC TV news, this was very unexpected and unfortunate this week. Um, one of my favorite characters from the show The Flash is Ralph Dibney, uh, the elongated man, and he is portrayed, or was portrayed, I should now say, by actor Hartley Sawyer uh, for three seasons on that show. Uh, he's very funny, very talented man. But sadly, um, there were some tweets uncovered from a few years ago where he said some very awful things uh, that were racist and sexist and misogynistic and just no good. Um, very similar to the, the James Gunn issue from a couple of years ago. Um, however, Hartley is not going to be getting his job back, which is such a shame because the heads at The Flash and the CW have decided to let him go from the show. Um, he did issue an apology on, on his Instagram. He has now deleted his Twitter as well. Um, some of his apology... It was very well put together, and I'm just going to read a small brief of it out. Um, he says, My words irrelevant of being meant with an intent of humour were hurtful and unacceptable. I am ashamed I was capable of these really horrible attempts to get attention at that time. I regret them deeply. This was not acceptable behaviour. These were words I threw out at the time with no thought or recognition of the harm my words could do and now have done today. Um, yeah, so if, if you want to read the full statement, it's on his Instagram. But um, yeah, very sad to see that this week, and he will definitely be missed from the show. But you know, there's no tolerance for that kind of thing in our society, and you know, and just because celebrities are on a pedestal, they should not be, uh, you know, uh, above the rest of us in terms of being held accountable. So, and at least he's remorseful. So. Hopefully he he will uh, learn from his mistakes in the future. Um, moving into other nerdy news now. Uh, this is really exciting. San Diego Comic-Con is going virtual for this year. I am not surprised to hear this, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm 
kind of surprised they waited so long to announce it, but maybe they were just making sure it was all going to be workable. But um, San Diego Comic-Con 2020 will be online and it is going to be titled Comic-Con at Home. Uh, There's going to be panels. There's going to be new cool stuff to look at, interviews with celebrities and things of and such of the ne- that nature that we all love about Comic-Con every year. Um, people will even, who even like going into like the halls to buy really cool merchandise and stuff, there's even going to be that option. There's going to be like a, sh- a shop you can go look at stuff uh, and, and buy and sell your, your items. So yeah, really, really cool. They haven't actually announced any of the big panels and what, what you know, companies like Disney or Warner Brothers say might be doing uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, but I imagine they'll have some things in the works. So we will find that out as it happens. San Diego Comic-Con 2020 will be uh, streaming online on the 22nd of July uh, until the 26th of July. So very, very cool stuff to see this week. Um, Okay, moving into movie news now, and we've got a bunch more release dates moved movies have changed uh i thought we'd seen the last of it but clearly not and it also looks like i'm going to eat my words about tenet (laughs) (laughs) no you're not the only one yeah yeah i I was very staunch about it i was like i'm look at me i'm right i know things um yeah you did a michael (laughs) (laughs) what was your prediction on tenet mike just out of curiosity did you have one I actually didn't, actually. I was actually hoping to be the first movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. same. And I think that was part of where my passion about it came from. But alas, alas, it has been moved. Uh, It was slated to be the first big budget film to be released in cinemas on the 17th of July. Uh, It has now been moved back two weeks to the 31st of July. It's not a big move. Uh, but that means now that Mulan will be the first big film to see on the 24th of July. So that's pretty exciting for, for Disney fans. Uh, really cool thing. I don't know if Fulia knows this, and I hope they're doing it here in Australia. But in America, at least, now on the 17th of July, they are going to be re-releasing Inception in theatres to celebrate the film's 10th ten, uh, anniversary. Yay! So that's pretty cool. Or 10th uh, anniversary. <laughs> yes on its original date yes um yeah that's really really cool uh as far as i know it's only happening in the u.s but fingers crossed it happens down here because i i actually didn't get a chance to see inception on the big screen back in the day so i i'm definitely gonna go you and me should go yeah we'll yeah, go we'll definitely. go it's we'll all go it's <laughs> yes. it's it's a date i reckon that's gonna be sick um but yes tenet is now coming out on the 31st of july uh, what else do we have? The Matrix 4 has been moved. Um, it is now going to be released on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day, uh, in 2022. It was supposed to come out next year on the 21st of May, but that's not happening anymore. That's been moved. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which was supposed to come out this year, uh, the 20th of November, uh, will now be releasing uh, in the Matrix 4's old date, the 21st of May next wow, year. Wow, that's a big yes. push. Big push. And I think that movie's been moved around a couple of times mm. as well. So, yeah, lots of moving and shuffling at Warner Brothers happening. Um, and this kind of made me sad, but hopefully the delay isn't too long. Uh, the upcoming live-action uh, remake, I suppose, or re-adaptation of Roald Dahl's The Witches 
starring Emma Stone as the Grand High Witch that I cannot wait to see. Um, it was supposed to be coming out on the 9th of October and it has now been moved from that release date uh, and they have not announced a new one yet. So I think that's probably a safer thing to do. <laughs> be like, we're not going to release it now, but we won't tell you when exactly until we're 100% sure. Yeah, maybe they'll pull a Beyonce and just drop it out of nowhere. <laughs> no promotion. <laughs> Here it <laughs> is. Work. Here it is. Here's the witches. <laughs> Go see it. Um, but when they have a new release date, we will let you guys know. Um, more movie news. Disney is doing something pretty cool with uh, Lionel Richie's music. They're going to make a film out of it. It's going to be like a, I guess, like a jukebox musical type of film, I suppose. Um, the tentative title of it is All Night Long. Fitting, of course, very fitting. Um, but that's about all we know at this point. Uh, the, the plan seems to be that they want to release it theatrically and not on Disney+. Plus, But... Obviously, with the current climate of, you know, everything, uh, who knows what will happen. But, uh, but yeah, theatrical is the aim. So that would be really cool to see on the big screen. So very, very fun stuff. Uh, okay, moving into TV news, streaming news. Um, and this is where the show gets a bit... <laughs> Controversial in a preview of our upcoming discussion later in the show, but here we are. Uh, Gone with the Wind uh, is, literally lives up to the name yeah, this week because it's not on HBO Max anymore, um, which, you know, obviously is given everything that's happening in the world with the incredibly powerful Black Lives Matter movement worldwide uh, and just, you know, backlash from having this film that does feature some unfortunate, you know, racist overtones from, you know, because it was set during the Civil War and all of that. Um, they've decided to take it off. They've also said that uh, they uh, will probably reinstate it at a later date once they can figure out the most appropriate way to do so. Um, and, yeah, so that's that's basically that. Wayne, I'm going to go to you now. Yes. Because you have, you have some things to say that can shed a bit more light than what I can on this issue. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually a, a big fan of the film Gone with the Wind, though I do acknowledge and have always acknowledged that it is problematic. Um, my affection for the film does come from a cinema point of view, if that makes yes. sense. Um, because yes. when I review films... Um, I look at them in context of when they were made and what story they were telling, um, the audience and the genre, like all of these different things. Um, yes. So, yeah, so I, you know, obviously watch a movie these days uh, that was made in the 1950s and the special effects are really dodgy. I will never criticise its special effects. If anything, I'll be impressed by them because I've put that in context. Um, yeah. Yeah, so to just sort of go into a bit more detail... Uh, Kendall, to, to how you summarised, and you summarised it really well, actually. Um, oh, yeah, you. Time magazine did a bit of a, a wrap-up. Um, they published this article on the, on the 12th of June. So they said that this week HBO Max removed the 1939 hit film Gone with the Wind, which has long been criticised for glorifying slavery in the American South, from its catalogue, promising to return it to the service in the future, along with the discussion of its historical context and denouncement of its racist depictions. The decision followed the publication of a Los Angeles Times op-ed by John Ridley, the screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave, that called for the film to be taken down from the service or reintroduced later alongside more realistic cinematic depictions or paired with conversations that put it into context. 
he said that Gone with the Wind is a film that, when it is not ignoring the horrors of slavery, pauses only to perpetuate some of the most painful stereotypes of people of colour. It is a film that, as part of the narrative of the lost cause, romanticises the Confederacy in a way that continues to give legitimacy to the notion that the secessionist movement was something more, or better, or more noble than it was, a bloody insurrection to maintain the right to own, sell, and buy human beings. And Gone with the Wind will be back on HBO within about a week, the Washington Post reported, um, saying that it would be that it will include an introduction from an African-American studies scholar who will break down the racist depictions seen within the film, um, which I think is the best way to actually present Gone with the Wind, especially if you're not yeah. so familiar with... Um, the era that it is set and also I think why it as a film is significant in terms of uh, American cinema specifically. Um, One thing that you can't really ignore about this particular film is that it is from a white person's perspective and it does fall into the trope of glamorizing and romanticizing the South. I've always said that. So within context, you can sort of understand the point of view of the film Um, it's for a long time been regarded as the greatest movie ever made and definitely one of them. But in recent years, it's been dropping with that respect. People are a lot more critical and sort of seeing it through more of a modern lens and seeing how problematic it is. It does rely on stereotypes a lot. I mean, the slaves are very much subservient. They have an amazing rapport and relationship with their masters, which is, again, totally unrealistic and they're not given as much depth as well. Again, it's the context and it's the, the viewpoint that this that um, the film takes. But I don't know, I think it's in terms, again, if you're especially if you're interested in American cinema, in the history of cinema, it's one that is always worthy of discussion and should always and should at least be viewed once, I think. Um, personally I think maybe uh, if you're experiencing it for the very first time today, uh, most audiences might find it um, pretty boring <laughs> to be honest <laughs> and maybe long-winded or, or, or not or not that interesting but um yeah in terms of filmmaking it, it's got so much merit um, it's just that the subject matter and depiction is of its time and and unfortunate but it is you know it's reflective of the genre that it is a part of and the era that it was made as well. So look, totally understandable. Um, and I love the idea that it's um, depictions on race and caricatures and stereotypes are actually going to be discussed. I, f- I think that that's really important and significant yeah. um, because I think there's almost a danger to eradicate um, films, to eradicate people, to eradicate figures without the discussion um, that that's that's dangerous. So I think the context yeah. is there and then you can always take it or leave it. But I feel like anybody who would watch this movie and have, uh, I suppose, a genuine belief that it is 100% accurate to how things were and, and how people are uh, based on their ethnicities uh, or socioeconomic backgrounds or anything like that, um, it's really a reflection on the person. Um, Gone with the Wind is particularly problematic if it's the only movie you ever saw about the South, the Civil War and, and, and Reconstruction and, and so forth. But um, 
yeah, just as John Ridley had said, it's best paired with something to give it to give it context. Um, yeah. yeah, for those again who maybe know a bit about American cinema and television, um, you know, you've got about thirty-five to forty years later, um, America um, delivered a, a remarkable and landmark TV series called Roots, which was about slavery. Um, and I can tell you there was nothing glorifying slavery about that one. It's even to, mm. even today, it's a brutal, it's a brutal, but brilliant watch. Um, so, so yeah, so I, but I, but I, but I really applaud HBO Max's approach to this. I really applaud yeah. John Ridley's approach to this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think good on him for, for having, for having these conversations and actually bringing, bringing them up as well. This to me just feels like a really, like a really sensible way to have a discussion and then audiences will make up their own mind. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean like, um, Philip and I had a, a really, um, sort of impassioned discussion about this movie on multiple levels. Um, we, you know, uh, argued a lot about its, its depictions, its narrative, its characters and so forth. I um, in a Fred watch episode, um, wor- worth listening to. Um, mm, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Like if you sort of, um, interested in these different perspectives, but, um, context is everything. And, and yeah, again, I applaud, uh, John Ridley, um, for really pushing the context there because again, the narrative is damaging because it's a contributor to a damaging and dangerous narrative. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is one of many, um, that contributes to, uh, yeah. an unfavorable and dangerous um, narrative on um, on a particular community. There's many out there, so th- I think this is setting a good tone and example as well. It doesn't feel like a knee jerk reaction or anything. It seems quite thought out and sensible um, because we yeah. did have knee jerk reactions this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of those. Yeah, uh, some of which we might talk about soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, hopefully that sort of put the 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 story a bit into context and um, thrown in my two cents about it as, as well. But yeah, but that's kind of what's going on uh, with Gone with the Wind. Yes. Wayne, that was wonderful. Thank you. No worries, thank I you. I really, really appreciate your very eloquent insight. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, oh, you're very welcome. Uh, okay. So moving into other TV news now and continuing the theme sort of. Um, on HBO Max is actually a new kind of version of the Looney Tunes at the moment, which is kind of a big homage to the original uh, two runs of this of the show from like the 30s and then I think later on in the 70s, I believe. Um, but yeah, there are lots of little short animations, very classic style. Uh, 2D animation, of course. Uh, the problem, though, is that there's been a lot of changes to some of the characters, in particular uh, two of our favourites, Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam, who will not be carrying guns. Uh, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. I get why that's happened, and <clears throat> I totally respect someone has made a creative decision and, you know, children are watching this and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there's so much other violence in Looney Tunes. <laughs> you know, anything with an Acme Dynamite kit is going to blow up in anyone's face. Yep. And just, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I might I might add this to our, our discussion later on maybe, but, mm-hmm. yeah. 
that's that's a thing that's happened this week. Uh, another thing that happened this week, uh, similar to the Gone with the Wind uh, item that happened, um, Faulty Towers came under fire in the UK this week. There was an episode by the name of The Germans that was removed um, from from a, a streaming service or a channel in, in uh, the UK. And then John Cleese said, fuck that, <laughs> <laughs> and and launched off in, a, in a, a few tweets about how he feels and how, you know, over the top that is. And, you know, it's just, that's a completely different time. Basically, it's nowhere near as, as bad as the issues surrounding Gone with the Wind and why that was taken down. But, uh, the you know, there were very appropriate, inappropriate, inappropriate words were said during this episode that um, have, have caused some people to, you know, complain and understandably, totally understandable. But yeah, the network decided to remove the episode, but it's now being reinstated. So it was very short, short lived. Um, but uh, yeah, an interesting response in the UK for that. Um, and lastly, in the nerdy news this week, uh, this is pretty, pretty epic stuff. Uh, we don't talk about gaming news here a lot, but this is something worth mentioning. The PlayStation 5 was officially revealed a couple of days ago now uh, from Sony, and we've now got a full look at the console, and the memes are glorious. <laughs> Along with the Xbox as well. Well, yeah, just the, the, the memes are just... yeah. I'm living for these yep. memes. Oh, do do yourselves a favor, guys. If you haven't seen any of them, just type in PS5 memes and you will probably not stop laughing for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're just... I One of my favorites was the uh, the Eye of Sauron atop the PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. I, I saw one that was Wally, as in ah. with the Xbox and... With the player PS5 oh, together. Wow. So the Xbox represented Wally. Yes. And the PS5 was Eve. Oh, yes. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's very clever. Yes, I like that. That's very, very good. Yeah, don't even get me started on the way the Xbox looks. But it looks yeah. like a miniature. It looks like a box. It's just a box. No, literally it, it, looks to me, when, up I, to the name when, I look, when I look at that thing, it looks like a miniature server tower. Yes. It's literally that. Yes. And I'm like... Doesn't look like it's, a gaming it's, console. It's too... It's too boxy. Anyway. It is... Anyway. Yeah. That's... You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're very correct. Uh, but... So, very, very exciting stuff, though, because, you know, every time a new generation console's launch, it's launched, it's huge, uh, and the internet lost their collective shit. There's a list of games that have been announced... Uh, for that are both exclusive to PlayStation and uh, are across all platforms. Um, but the big ones that I wanted to mention uh, were uh, a sequel to Horizon New Dawn called Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's pretty pretty damn awesome. And the big one was Spider-Man Miles Morales. If you haven't looked at a gameplay trailer for that yet. Do yourself a favor and look at it because damn the graphics, the oh graphics my gosh. are off the charts. So realistic, yeah, super realistic. It's just, it's not scary, but you know, it's it's crazy. It's just mind blowing that yeah. the, what they can do now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks beautiful. It looks really beautiful. Uh, that game I, I've read is not necessarily a sequel to the Spider Man game that was huge from a couple of years ago. 
Uh, but I imagine it will be connected in some way because Miles Morales was was in that game very briefly. Um, yeah, and a, a sequel to Ra- uh, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, another Ratchet and Can- uh, Clank game. Uh, yeah, okay. fuck, I can't speak now. It's over. Uh, end the show. Um, Ratchet and Clank <laughs> uh, Rift Apart. That's pretty pretty awesome. We haven't seen a Ratchet and Clank game for a few years either, so that's really really cool. And the Horizon Forbidden West game also looks very impressive. The graphics there are just, yeah, very much mind-blowing. So, yeah, if you want to check out what else Sony is releasing on the PS5 come launch or come next year, there is a big list you can find online. Check it out, guys, uh, if you're interested. Uh, Or if you are interested, you probably already have. But, yeah, very, very cool stuff. So that's the nerdy news for this week. Uh, Is there anything you guys want to touch on? Fulia has raised her hand. In an audio medium, yeah. I, but it's because I, I, we're you, in the same room. It's fine. It's I know. Fine. It's, it's funny. It's I funny. raised my hand too, but no. Oh. <laughs> Fulia, what, what would you like to say? Okay, I'm kind of excited about the San Diego Comic Con being virtual. Yes, because it's something that I've kind of always wanted to to actually travel and see myself. But yeah. from what I always hear, it is very tough to get it's, in and to buy tickets to this It's so thing. hard. It is it's like so insane. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the fact that now they're making it a virtual con means that anyone from around the world can now be a part of it and yeah. participate. And that's amazing because now, I've, even though I may not be able to experience it firsthand physically – which would be the ultimate thing. Yeah. Um, the but dream. That, yeah, exactly. The dream. <laughs> uh, this, in this instance, I, I'll still be able to experience it um, before I even get there, uh, you know, in the, in the future. Yeah. Um, and one, I think one of the ones, one of the main things about um, Comic-Con itself the panels and especially at Hall H. Yes. The, that's a huge, that's huge, the That's the mecca. That's where everybody wants to be for yes, the panels. That's Absolutely. Where, that's where all the cool shit gets shown exactly. and announced. All of the new trailers yep. get dropped in there. Yeah. Not to mention, in order for you to get in there, a lot of people camp out outside of that hall. They do. To get good for seats. Days. Yes. In, in or the, even just to get in because there's a capacity. Too. Exactly. <laughs> there's a limit. Yeah. And I can understand why because when you actually see the videos for these panels, it's insane there's how crowded they are inside. Thousands of people in there. Oh my it's goodness. Yeah. yeah. So in order now we'll be able to experience that uh, virtually mm-hmm. and that that's going to be amazing yeah. because it's not something that you actually get to do no <laughs> unless you're there yeah exactly it's very very <laughs> so cool. i'm very excited about uh comic-con at home i cannot wait um and also the fact that uh as you mentioned that they're able to also put up an online sort of virtual store um, exhibit hall, if you will, yes. which is what they have, kind of like what we have as well here when we have our cons. Yes. The only difference being theirs is, you know, 10 times bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they've got like just one place dedicated to just go and shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a freaking mall in there. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that and the fact that obviously 
Uh, every year, Funko brings out their own special San Diego Comic Con. They do. Summer convention exclusives. Yes. Which will give everybody a chance to be able to see it and purchase it. Uh, online as well, so you don't. So for us Aussies, we don't have to wait too long. Mm, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, definitely excited for San Diego Comic Con. Absolutely, <laughs> nice, very good. Yes, uh, Wayne. Was there anything that uh, kind of sparked your interest this week? Look, admittedly, I think um, the main the main areas of, of discussion will probably be discussed a bit later on in today's episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to be, for sure. To be honest, yep, yes. it's been such a, a momentum. Um, uh, yeah, so I'll, prob- I'll probably save those for popcorn culture, to be honest. Um, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Wonder Woman 1984 when it eventually gets released. So I'm not even looking at that. Um, film's release date anymore. I'm just going to wait for it to magically yeah. appear on a screen and be like, <laughs> no, oh, they'll yeah, tell yeah, us. let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just set, like, if you can set, like, a notification in your phone That's to it. be like, Wonder Woman's in cinemas, now we can actually go. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like we, we would probably need to do that for a lot of films. <laughs> to be yes. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but that, that that was kind of really the, the uh, only thing. Um, everything else, I think we'll, we'll discuss a bit later. But yeah. yes, for sure. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, sort of in the same boat as Wayne. Um, I'm trying to think of all the Lionel Richie songs. They don't really connect, do they? Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all night long, dancing on the ceiling, dancing on the ceiling. Hello. I was going to say, that didn't really stop them making Mamma Mia, did it? No. <laughs> and I'm not Very saying true. that was a good thing that they made it, don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the yeah. good thing is because they made two of them. Oh, yeah, they did. Then Both you can on get a box set. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I, I sell those. So it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you keep it in the circulation. <laughs> no comment. I don't sell drugs, officer. I just I give it to people. So, Kendall, when people come up to you and ask for the Mamma Mia box set, do you do that, you know, that sort of cringe of judgment <laughs> or do you just fake it really well and be like, "Let me show you where?" Oh, I, f- I, f- I fake it. I, I try to live my, my work life with the philosophy of no judgment. Yeah. Because, you know, we're all, everything is subjective, you know, taste <laughs> yes. is subjective. Whether it's your taste is good or bad, that's for you to decide. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I do, I won't lie, I do have like every time someone asks for it, I'm, I'll just be like, oh, okay, you want to you wanna hear Pierce Brosnan sing? All right, that's on you. Okay, cool. <laughs> sing in air, in air quotes, quotation marks, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. in air quotes. I, should, I forgot those air quotes. They're very important. Yeah. Um, but no, but no, if they if they love it, then you know, more power to them. Oh, you're so good. Not to sidetrack too much, but um, I was in the shop and I was chatting to a customer and, yeah, you know, general chit-chat, what are you doing today and so forth, and he was talking about, I think it was how his partner was um, at the hospital to to find out the sex of of their baby, um, and they were doing it really ar- they were doing it quite early than standard because they were paying a lot of money for it, um, and 
then as, and I was like, oh yeah. And then as soon as he said the words gender reveal party, I like, oh. I not only physically, but I audibly <laughs> cringed. <laughs> How did they take it? No, no, actually probably wasn't his partner because he took it really well. (laughs) But I know it was something he was about to go to, but I've just gone, and then I've just immediately gone like, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean that. I'm like, I've just sort of studied a bit of uh, gender and, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah. Like what kind of parties are actually necessary? Yeah. Oh, and just, I just, I hate with a passion those things. But anyway. As long as it's... as long as it's themed, it's all right. <laughs> I just, but I couldn't, but I couldn't hide it. And I was just like, <laughs> I love that way. That's so no, fantastic. He, but, no, he, he took it really well and, and wasn't offended by it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, what have you got against children? Against children? Yeah. Uh, you know, I tell you what, if you, um, if you worked with them as much as I do, Michael, you would have uh, the answer to that question. <laughs> I do work with them. I am their personal clown. <laughs> and I don't get fucking paid for it. No. Yeah. Child, not, you know, children. Um, but I don't know. I think though. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it's more adolescence, actually. <laughs> especially especially where, I, where I work. Um, yes. You just go, oh my gosh. <laughs> go home. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Oh. Mike, you did seem a bit uh, uh, upset about Wonder Woman being moved. Well, I was just, uh, yeah. After the Wonder Woman, it's like ah, <laughs> it's like one, one of the movies I really wanted to see. Yeah, I know. I don't have too. to wait till fucking October. Yeah, no. Comes out literally the month before Black Widow does, so. It's still got it's oh, still got the jump on that. Always, always bring everything back to that bloody franchise, Kendall. Just <laughs> like honestly, do you, it's DC you're, time. You're, 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 you're clutching at straws here, really. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's not in the news this week. How can I weasel it in? I'm like, come on, yeah. <sighs> well, she did mention Agents of Shield. Yeah, I know, but then, you know that was fine because she was watching it, and I was like, okay, <laughs> move on, <laughs> yeah. move on. Yes, let's move on, yeah, shall yeah, we? Move, move on and away, <laughs> move on and away from from your comments, Wayne. That was a bit harsh, Kendall. I thought. <laughs> we- <laughs> I'm not feeling very valued uh, or validated this episode. I just want to put it out there. Um, those yeah, of we'll you probably, wa- those we'll of you probably need to get <laughs> <laughs> the joy of separate studios, people. <laughs> wow. Okay. Go, go on. Please. <laughs> no, I was just saying, um, uh, for any of our listeners who um, might want to, um, you know, give me some TLC because I'm getting a lot of cold shoulders at the moment, um, just send a nice bouquet of flowers to the Fred Shed. Kendall will hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, putting okay. it out there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. You, you, do, you do that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to mention, may, maybe, maybe we need to get Mr. Black back. 
<laughs> I miss I miss the man. Yeah, I well I I find him balanced and fair. I just want that's all I'm saying. Kendall's yeah. Mike, not a fan. Mike, whose though. side are you on? Hey, <laughs> whose side are you on? There's no sides. Mr. Black is is an independent body. You know, we we hire I'm him externally. <laughs> I'm a moderate. I hate everyone. <laughs> Well, there's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, Kendall, you've got a bit of love for Mr. Black, don't you? You always have um, impassioned feelings about him when you're absent. <laughs> yes, impassioned, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough of that. <laughs> that was the nerdy news for this week. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> and now we will leave the past in the past and move on. And roll on up to the trailer park. Yeehaw! Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Alright, it's trailer park time. And this week we have three trailers that are freaking awesome, if I do say so myself. Um, no spoilers, but there they are. Um, <laughs> starting with... Uh, probably the biggest one for the week which was uh, the trailer first trailer for Bill and Ted face the music (laughs) oh (laughs) what I thought you said the biggest one (laughs) (laughs) alright are you making a joke for like biggest as in like longest trailer or you are you just you disagreeing with me saying I this is the biggest one? Yeah, we can go with that. Okay. <laughs> he will not divulge. No, that's okay. <laughs> I only asked because I didn't I didn't get the joke, but that's fine. Sometimes I'm slow with humor. Um. Anyway, Bill and Ted faces me face the music. I was not slow about this one at all. Um, a nice, nice, a nice trailer, a nice teaser trailer for, uh, the upcoming threequel that, as we mentioned earlier, uh, subtly, we don't need, but I guess we'll have this because this looks really, really good. It looks a lot of fun. It immediately took me back to watching the original two films, um, I actually, it's funny, I actually watched uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on the plane last year, <laughs> either going to or coming back from America. I can't remember which one, but yeah, that was the last time I watched it. So it wasn't too long ago, actually a year ago now. Holy crap. Uh, but yeah, no, this, this trailer for me was, yeah, heaps of fun. Um, <laughs> Alex Winter has aged very well. He looks almost the same for me as he did like 30 years ago. It's crazy. Um, and it's so nice to see that they're, they're both very capable, clearly, of, uh, you know, recreating Bill and Ted once again for all of us. Like, we, you know, it's been 30 years, but, you know, it's like they never left kind of kind of feeling. Um, it was, a, yeah, it was a good teaser. The only, pro- only problem I had with it is that they kind of maybe showed too much. I don't know. Just in the fact of now, like... This was a, very obviously a teaser, but usually in the teasers we don't generally find out what the plot of the film is, but they gave away the plot of the film in this trailer. And I don't know if that's because, you know, it's coming out pretty soon, so maybe there won't be another trailer, and they're just like, oh, we'll just chuck it in here, it's fine. Um, that's probably my only gripe with it. Um, 
But uh, I'm glad we got to at least see one tiny little glimpse of death because he's my favorite, as <laughs> as I mentioned earlier as well. Um, from <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I hate 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 the real thing, but uh, the character in the, in the movie is freaking amazing and hilarious. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Um, yeah, just a fun fun thing. Holland Taylor's in there doing her her thing as the the people from the future, quite funny. And then those freaking bodybuilding suits at the end. I almost, I, the first time I watched it, I didn't recognize uh, either of them. But then, yeah, now now I do. And it's quite hilarious. So, yeah. Uh, those are probably my thoughts on Bill and Ted. Fulia, what did you think? Uh, so I've only watched um, the first Bill and Ted film okay. and that was a long time ago so I don't really remember much I'd like to be able to do a rewatch of that and then do the sequel for that before I watch this mm-hmm. um, it looks like a lot of fun I have to admit um, the fact that you know um, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are both still sounding like teenagers mm-hmm. <laughs> even though they're supposed to be what in their 40s yeah 40s <laughs> early 50s <laughs> it's, it's hilarious that they have put that voice on um, for this. And like you, I had no idea who those two at the end were until I had a good look at them. And I'm like, holy crap, it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I think I, I, I'm sort of on the fence about the length of the trailer. Um, I feel like it was it was kind of a good length in terms for well, especially for me since I haven't seen the films itself um, or it's been a long time. So to be able to get more of a, a background or a backstory to it um, helped me to understand what was going on in the trailer. But at the same time, if it was just if I had seen them and I was watching this trailer, if knowing what was happening, um, you're right. It is kind of a little bit longer than it should be uh but other than that like it looks like fun definitely definitely intrigued (laughs) nice yes very good uh wayne what are your thoughts yeah um (laughs) (laughs) uh, i'm actually a big fan of the first bill and ted that was a movie from my childhood and i uh really really enjoyed enjoyed it um and i definitely you know uh, always wanted to be either Bill or Ted <laughs> when I was a kid because hey goals <laughs> um, yeah but um, but yeah I didn't particularly I don't care for the sequel that much and this one doesn't really do anything for me to be honest like the promise of seeing Bill and Ted back um, particularly having Alex and Keanu play them again and looks like some other familiar faces too uh is very appealing but just what this trailer has to offer then nothing's really grabbing me um automatically it looks better than part two it looks better than bogus journey um but yeah it, it probably because it doesn't really have a reason to exist the idea of it is i think more appealing than what what this trailer has to offer yeah i have to say i didn't this didn't really do much for me at all um which surprised me because i was quite 
looking forward to seeing this uh again being such a big fan of the first film so not much to discuss on this one i'm afraid because it just yeah it didn't no, didn't really tick any boxes maybe a longer trailer um or even better the film itself might might change my mind on this one but yeah how about you mike okay uh well i didn't really watch um bill and ted as a kid and and it and I vaguely remember most of it, or any of it. Um, yeah, and if you ask me now, I don't know which one's Bill or Ted. <laughs> okay, which one is which? Uh, Keanu is Ted and Alex is Bill. Okay. Um, Ted is Keanu. I'm probably going to have to be forced to watch this because my wife has always said that Keanu is her husband. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, quiet, my husband's on TV. And that shit. <laughs> like, M- Mike, I hate to break it to you, but a lot of us here have also said that about Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> but, can we, but can we agree that Keanu, now that he's reached this age, cannot shave his beard off? <laughs> look, I wasn't going to say anything. He does but... not look good. He's he's you with a beard he looks great but now with the without the beard you can like see how much he's actually aged and all he of those looks like pe- a melted candle all of those <laughs> fuck <laughs> all of those people that go on about him being immortal are probably eating their words this week if you want to be realistic but oh he's yeah. Constantine he still looks amazing because he's it's Keanu. Neo it's Keanu but yeah I see I totally agree with you though. Yeah, I I just I just love Keanu. So I'm biased. <laughs> when, when they did that pr- uh, promotional uh, shot with them in the um, I- in the phone booth, he still had his beard on. And I thought, oh, that would be cool if he still kept keeps the beard. But nope, mm. didn't have the beard. Yeah, yeah. I pre- he probably had to keep the beard for uh, for John, John Wick. For John Wick. You know, otherwise we'd, we don't want another Henry Cavill incident. <laughs> in probably, any kind of probably that's the reason he looks weird. <laughs> he has to keep the beard for, for John Wick 4. They digitally, digitally And they have to digitally removed. remove an entire beard. <laughs> you, think, you think Justice League was, was bad? Bill and Ted face the music, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Keanu. I still think you're breathtaking. <laughs> yeah, whatever's. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in his fifties. He's doing pretty well. He's yeah. still, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And he is funny. I have to give him that. Like, yeah, yeah. Have, have you seen uh, um, "Always Be My Maybe"? Yes. yes. He, Love he, that movie. He still has his uh, comedy chops. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he's still. He was pretty good in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he's gorgeous. Uh, and he's also in um, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, Duke yeah. Boom. Yep, the Canadian. <laughs> so good. He was so good in Toy Story 4. Holy crap. Yeah. Duke Boom. <laughs> so that's, what I, that's what I say about Bill and Ted. He reminds me of other movies. So. <laughs> so maybe not a great trailer for you this week. I, yeah, I, I had fun. Okay. I'm sort of in the same boat as Wayne. It's like, it didn't really jump out at me but i'll definitely probably go see it yeah uh either voluntary or or, <laughs> or kicking and screaming <laughs> yeah. and that's the other thing um 
my my wife <laughs> my wife wants to see Morbius for some reason. <gasps> because she's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Her other husband. Yes. <laughs> my other husband as well. <laughs> but you know, at least Keanu can act. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does Keanu Reeves have an Oscar? No, Jared Leto has an Oscar. They just throw them away, you know. Oh, my God. I'm not getting into it. Suicide Squad got an Oscar. You know that. Yeah, I know. And that was well-deserved. Thank you very much. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, yeah, for Killer Croc. Yeah, okay. (laughs) The makeup for Killer Killer Croc. Okay. Well-deserved. Yeah, yeah, okay. I reiterate. Okay. Sorry, Bill and Ted face the music. (laughs) Deserved. Will be released in cinemas on the 27th of August. Yay! Yay. There you go. I triggered everyone. See? I hate. (laughs) Be excellent. To each other. Yes. Yes. Please. (laughs) Be excellent to each other. Okay, so. Party on, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so next trailer, next trailer uh, is the full proper trailer this time for the upcoming film Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. First up, I just need to say, I really hope they make a joke about why the fuck Australia is there. (laughs) Like, I really want that in the film. I think that'd be a nice little one-liner, but just for some, you know... Self-deprecating humour. Can't go wrong with that. Because, <laughs> you know, um, Australia's, Australia's in Europe. We're in Europe. Yeah. 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 Don't South you know? Southeast Asia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but as for the actual trailer itself, this was my favourite trailer for the week. Uh, I cannot wait to watch this movie. I'm so glad it's going to be on Netflix super soon. Uh, because, yeah, I was laughing through the whole thing. Every gag landed for me. Every joke landed for me. Uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, their their uh, comedic chemistry is wonderful. Um, yeah, very very funny. I love I love when Rachel McAdams does comedy because she's a very talented actress. And as great as she is at her dramatic roles, she's very good when she does comedy. And I I would really like if she did more comedy. Um, anyone who hasn't seen Game Night should watch Game Night because that movie is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I love the whole look of this, the whole vibe of this. Pierce Brosnan is Will Ferrell's dad in this, which is awesome. My I wife's can't... other husband. Yes. <laughs> other, other husband. Other, other husband. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. Dan Stevens from Beauty and the Beast and Downton Abbey is, is playing a, another, another singer from another country. I'm guessing England. I'm not really sure. No, no, I can't, no. I couldn't no. tell it the accent. sounded very Russian. Okay, Russian? Okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell the accent. Um, but that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I really like the joke about Wham! that they threw in there. That was, <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the whole thing just worked so well for me and I cannot wait to see uh, how it plays out. I really, really hope it's a good film, especially considering Will Ferrell, I think we can all agree, especially you, Wayne, mm. he needs needs a win mm. in the comedy column after after one certain film that will not be named uh, was made. Don't worry, that... I'll name it soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, my, my probably only gripe with the trailer was just, again, was just too long for me. 
uh, I think they showed too much. I think they showed quite a bit. Um, but this is, you know, probably the only trailer we're going to get that shows everything because it's coming on Netflix, like I said, pretty soon. So, um, yeah, I guess they just want... Netflix trailers are a bit similar to, you know, another film we don't like to talk about, The Wrong Missy. Um, the, tra- the trailer for that was also... <laughs> Not only just for a Netflix film, but it was also another long one that showed pretty much the whole film mm. in the trailer. Uh, if only we had known. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if only we had taken the warning. Um, but yeah, so that was probably my only only gripe. Otherwise, it looks hysterical and and funny. And I'm really excited to hear what the two Eurovision buffs in the room uh, think of this. Starting with Fulia, <laughs> go. What are your thoughts? Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Uh, <clears throat> cringeworthy much? <laughs> um, <clears throat> look, I'm, I did laugh. I did laugh through you, the, you did. through the trailer. I I'm have to witness. admit, uh, it, it was a funny trailer. It looks, look, it looks good. And the fact that it's throwing a lot of, you know, sort of, it's making jokes and fun about the actual contest itself. Which is hilarious because Graham Norton's in it yeah, <laughs> as well, I that. Mm-hmm. and yeah. he's and he's usually the commentator for uh, the British um, uh, for when they broadcast it on the British uh, channels. Uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious that they've, they've decided to go with Iceland as their yeah as their country yeah. that they kind of represent, yeah, uh, rather than you know a different European country, which is hilarious. Um, in general, like if you look at if you look at a lot of the Icelandic songs through the actual contest throughout the years, they haven't actually been that bad. They've been pretty cool. Oh, nice! I've actually liked them. Um, Have they been eccentric like this? Oh, is? Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe more the Scandinavian countries have well, been. <laughs> Iceland is kind of sort, sort of, of sort of Scandinavian, and I think maybe that's why they went with with it because yeah. it's. Scandinavia. It's no fin- kind of, it's no Finland. Yeah. They kind of know I think they're kind of known for being a bit out there, aren't they? Sort of, sort yeah. Sort of. They're all right. Yeah. Um yeah, and, and the fact that they've they've got Dan Stevens as another <laughs> as another character in yeah. this. I love him. He is gorgeous. He's very pretty. Man. Oh my goodness. Very talented, um, man. Thank you for ripping off his shirt in that. <laughs> <laughs> And suddenly, the reason, the real reason <laughs> why Fulia will watch this movie <laughs> is to see Dan Stevens. There it naked. is. There it is. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. I've missed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it do, it, look, it does look like a lot of fun. I will most likely watch it. Good. Um, even even if it does make a lot of fun at you know one of my favorite musical contests of of like the the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, there's a lot of cringeworthy jokes in it um, that had me shaking my head and, you know, face palming a lot. <laughs> but you were laughing. I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was to stop from, like, crying. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Just holding myself back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, look, looking forward to it. I'll see what it's like once I've seen it and then we'll review it. It's coming good. out next week, so it's good. Yes. <laughs> We're good. Yes. Nice. How about you, Wayne? What do you think? Uh, look, I have to say, um, I preferred the previous trailer we discussed. 
uh, oh, for the this teaser. film. Yeah. Um, the teaser, I think, did a better job at selling this movie. Uh, I agree that it, this trailer showed way too much. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. From me, looking at looking at Will's wonderful legacy, this movie can only go one of two ways. It will be reach the highs of Blades of Glory, or it will reach the um, pitiful depths of Holmes and Watson. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure where I sit with it, to be honest. As I said, I'm, this one's made me less enthused. It just, I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be full force humour. I hope all the gags weren't in the trailer. It'd be nice to have a few yeah. surprises along the way. But there is a lot of potential, especially once the contest gets underway and we're mixing with other countries and other competitors for there to be a lot of fun. So I hope overall uh, it's as funny as it promises or has the potential to be. So, as I'm sure all four of us will be watching this when it comes out, so we can discuss it. Um, I'm not necessarily saying I'm excited about it, but I'm quite curious about this one. So, (laughs) yes, there is some some anticipation for this particular film. Michael, what did you think? Um, I chuckled. Hmm. Um, Going into this, I actually thought they were brother and sister. Yeah. Me too. Same. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I was just so creeped out when like they almost kissed, and then they were like, "No, we can't do this. We can't be like Abba and yeah. and, and, and and Simon and Garfunkel." That was fucking funny. Um, my, mind but, you, in that moment, they didn't necessarily say they weren't brother and sister at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how they do it up up north, north, north. But... No, I don't know either. <laughs> but they saw. Sort of... Yeah, there but they is. sort of did that joke in Blades of Glory, if you've seen that one. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. Love, love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a good That was a good one. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sort of hoping it will be like a Blades of Glory sort of thing. Yeah, same. Yeah. That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the vibes I'm getting, like Blades yeah. of Glory with a Eurovision skin to it. Yeah. Yeah, so this is, yeah. I'm not that, uh, I don't know that much about Eurovision. I just know it's a song contest and that's it, so... Who knows? This will probably get me infused to watch um, Eurovision. Who knows? <laughs> Mike, you're quite the it opposite, it, Mike. <laughs> yes, it, it, it all depends on this movie. It all depends on this movie. <laughs> if it's worth my time or not. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's so. all. That, yeah. yeah, that's it? Hmm. All right. So, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Uh, will be released on Netflix on the 26th of June. That's Friday week away, so very close to that one. So freaking keen. I'm probably going to watch it that Friday night when I go home from work. <laughs> yeah. I'm that, that's how keen I am to watch this <laughs> We'll film. watch it at the same time and we'll wow. text each other. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm unashamed to admit I yeah really like this trailer quite a bit. Yeah, sorry for everyone. I am just very, I don't know. There's something oh, about like, when Will like when Will Ferrell does his satirical comedy right, he's fucking great. So that's what I'm. Those are the vibes I'm picking up on <laughs> with this trailer. But so, we'll, but we'll see. I could watch it, and it could be a steaming pile of shit. So who knows? It could be like GoPro or whatever the basketball one was. <clears throat> oh, semi-pro. Semi-pro. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hate that. I thought it was okay. 
Yeah, it wasn't up there, but... It yeah. wasn't... Well, no, it wasn't up there, but it's... I think I've only watched it the one time, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. terrible. Like a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> once is enough. Once is... <laughs> Jesus. Unless it's Dawn of the Dead. Um, anyway... No, once is enough. <laughs> Moving on from I'm that. just a George Romero fan. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, speaking of Romero, uh, we're going to move into the horror genre with our last trailer for this week. Blumhouse. Uh, <laughs> this one's called You Should Have Left. Uh, I am, again, real keen <clears throat> to watch this. Uh, every single trailer this week, I was so happy that I, I finally, like, it's always good when you get those weeks when every trailer's like, I would really like to watch that. Um, and it happened this week, so it's really, really great for me, at least. Um, but, yeah, poor Fulia was not impressed because <laughs> I didn't I didn't realise it was a horror film when we put on the trailer and then immediately she's recoiling. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fulia, is that because you wish it was a Halloween trailer instead? Oh, yeah, that's that's a good point, actually, Wayne. Mm. No, it's, a, it's Friday the 13th because it's uh, Kevin Bacon. Mm. <laughs> yeah, true. This is like the, the Friday the 13th, like... Very, if very he, loosely, if he didn't die, connected sequel, right? Yeah. The, the reimagination. It's like um, the new Halloween. Yeah, it's like new Halloween where yeah. uh, I, Richard Curtis is back. back. Yeah, I'm sure Fully will go into more detail when she discusses this trailer, but for now we'll go yeah, back to yeah, you, Kendall. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, let's stick with me, please. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, basically um, this is really awesome. For me, I really enjoyed this trailer. It looks really great. I love the concept. Uh, I love Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried, uh, two fantastic actors. Um, Kevin Bacon is so great in horror movies, like Hollow Man, Hello, such a good film. Um, so it's really nice to see him return to horror. Um, yeah, and, you know, just, I don't know, He's such he's got such a screen presence. Like, he's just just remarkable and enjoyable quite a bit uh but yeah the concept for this film just the fact that they've moved into this house it's just seemingly perfect on the outside and then they get inside and then there seems to be certain entities haunting the place or or the house itself is some kind of being i i don't know we don't they thankfully didn't really give too much away they gave a little bit away again as much as I want to see all of these movies, all their trailers did one thing. They just told a little bit too much uh, because, you know, they kind of went into a little bit of his backstory, uh, like Kevin Bacon's character's backstory in this one, which if they just left that out, and they, they didn't drop that until like three quarters through the trailer as well. If they just cut that out, I'd be fine. Um, so they probably did show a little bit too much. But uh, apart from that, uh, yeah, I'm definitely on board. It, it's the... The, the scares were pretty good. I feel like they might be better in the film. I like the use of creepy shadows and, you know, scary-looking women in bathtubs with lots of hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fully is shaking your head. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm really keen. It looks it looks really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bring it on, I say. Uh, Fulia. How about no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, look, looking at the actual trailer itself, the house seems like it's in some sort of a paradox. Yeah. It's kind of very Inception-y, the way that they've got this house sort of intertwining within each other, within its within itself. And, you know, wherever they go, there's, like, 
something strange about it. They go to a different room and all of a sudden there's a set of stairs and, you know, it's, yeah. it's very um, sort of mind-boggling as well as, you know, creepy at the same time that you you know all of a sudden he's he's measuring he's measuring the the inside of a room and then he goes out and measures it again and it's completely different. Oh, I love that. And you're like, "Wait, that it doesn't make sense." Yeah. That's not possible. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um so look, I'm I'm like I said, I'm no for me because I hate horror. Uh so you guys can have fun with it. Um over to you, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a trailer for a movie I can get excited about. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, this is, this is a gorgeous-looking film. I love the way this mm. trailer is cut. I love the way it builds up tension, the the, the atmosphere of it. Um, yep, yeah, Kevin Bacon, hello, take my money. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the Amityville horror vibe. Uh, maybe a touch of what lies beneath as well. Mm. Um, I love, yeah. There's just, I mean, it's it's from a it's from a it's from a house that knows how to make horror movies. Um, and yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I think that this is is going to be uh, exciting. I think it'll be thrilling. I think it'll be really well made. I hope the payoff, um, because it, you're right, Kendall, it does tell probably more than it should. Um, so we're getting a fair idea of what the setup will look like. Um, as with any horror movie for it to be successful, it needs a really strong payoff. So I hope that, uh, this movie does have it. I'm optimistic it will have it. And I'd have to say, I absolutely love the title. Um, I think it's just the title alone, I think. Um, just sells the movie <laughs> to be perfectly honest yeah. I, I really really like it um, I'm, yeah. I, yeah I'm looking forward to you should have left absolutely how about you Mike um yeah it didn't really grab me this one um so, sort of I don't know bit of a run of the mill sort of uh, the person's in the house yeah it didn't really ca- capture my imagination really mm. yeah a bit too conventional yeah, a little bit too conventional, and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is totally fine. Um, gosh, I'm just looking up a thing, because... Yeah, so the the guy who's written and directed this, David Kep, uh, he actually... Uh, wrote the screenplay for Jurassic Park, um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, and uh, Tom Cruise's first Mission Impossible uh, film, as well as Stir of Echoes, which is another Kevin Bacon film. So, yeah, he's got some cred behind him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't know if he's directed much before. He seems to be much of a writer. Um, Yeah, he's only directed a handful of films. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he directed Stir of Echoes as well. There you go. So, there you go. If uh, anyone is interested in watching You Should Have Left, you can do so if, if you're in the United States on the 18th of June. Digitally, will be available for rental or purchase. Hopefully here in Australia as well, because cannot wait to watch this personally. Um, hopefully, it's, hopefully it's good. Hopefully. We will see. Okay, that's Trailer Park for this week, guys. Time to roll on out. 
and roll on up to some quickie reviews. Quickie review. Okay, quickie review time. Uh, we've got a couple of films here that uh, my co-hosts have all watched this week. Fulia, yes. What did you check out? So uh, this past weekend, I decided to have a little movie night, and I watched a couple of movies, and one of them was uh, The Laundromat nice. on Netflix. Okay. That is the uh, Meryl Streep, uh, Gary Oldman, and Antonio Banderas Ooh, film. Nice. Good uh, cast. Yes, very good cast. <laughs> um, it's actually a comedy crime drama. Oh. Yes. So it was, it was really interesting. Like, I had it on my list for a while. I wasn't sure whether I wanted to watch it, but I thought, you know what? Let me just check it out and see what it's about. So... Uh, the IMDb description says that it's a about a widow investigates an insurance fraud chasing leads to a pair of Panama City law partners exploiting the world's financial system. Oh. So it's about money laundering. Yes. Um, and, you know, the, the things that happen in behind the scenes type of stuff. Sure. So um, Meryl Streep's character by the name of... Uh, Alan, Alan Martin. Uh, so her and her husband and um, her, you know, and friends, they, they go off on a little uh, holiday and they go out on a boat trip. Now, unfortunately, this boat capsizes oh. for some reason and um, they have to... Uh, so Meryl's... Uh, so um, Alan's... Uh, husband dies and her friend's wife dies. Oh gosh! So there was a lot of people that actually um, drowned in this oh, accident. That's, that's sad. Uh, this unfortunate accident. So what happens is now she's uh, has to, after the funeral she has to go and uh, you know settle a insurance claim. Um, you know which. Oh my goodness, it just sort of goes around in circles for her because they're like, well, we can't give you this money because the company's owned by such and such. And it's sort of just, she's like, wait a second, how is that possible? What, I can't get my money? And then it, it's sort of, there's like a few sort of mini stories happening, but they're all connected. So it goes, and then it jumps over to the owner of the, the boat or, or the tour of, of and they, they're sort of talking about how their insurance company was, you know, having trouble giving them, the, you know, money. Uh, and then it then swirls around. You've got um, Gary Oldman and uh, Antonio Banderas, who plays um, Jürgen Mersak and Ramon Fonseca, respectively. Mm -hmm. And they're, um, they're financial lawyers. <laughs> That have that have a, a company together. Yeah. They've got they've got their own firm together. Yeah, um, and they're the guys that actually narrate what's going on. Yeah. it's hilarious. Okay, and they're walking around on like a beach in like these white suits, and then you see them sort of. It sort of cuts between them narrating. They walk into a scene. And then they walk off, and then the scene continues. Okay, it's really it's kind really, of fourth wall breaking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's a lot of fun to see that. Okay, um, and then you know because the whole thing is about the you know insurance fraud or you know tr people trying to make claims, 
but then they can't because this company is owned by this company and then this company is owned by that company. <laughs> so it sort of goes back and then you find out that all this money, all these companies are owned by these Pacific Islands. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like the Seychelles yes. or friggin' <laughs> like the Solomon Islands or something. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's all where the money's coming from. <laughs> right. Right. And it's 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 hilarious how this all sort of comes together. Um and yeah, it's just it's kind of they say at the beginning that it's sort of based off what happens in real life. And just watching this was a lot of fun. Um and it, yeah, it it sort of it blew me away. There, there the characters, those actors are amazing. They're so funny. Like Gary Old, Gary Oldman has to put on this what sounds like a German accent. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I had to sit there and really listen. Because I'm like, he doesn't. He kind of sounds British. No, he's not British. No, that's not a British accent. <laughs> I really had to listen. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, and it's it's a lot of fun. I definitely do recommend. Actually, you know, people watching it. Um, probably not the best film, to be honest. Okay. Um, I'd give it a three and a half out of five. Yep. Um, but it's still worth watching. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, Mer- you can't go wrong with Meryl. And no, unless Gary well, and, and unless Antonio. it's Mamma Mia, but <laughs> no, no, no. There's no singing. We've in this. already said that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no singing in this. You've got a few extra um, well-known cast members in there. Um, for instance, David Schwimmer's in it as well. Oh, cool. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and he's in it for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely recommend. Nice. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. No problem. Um. And Wayne and Mike, you both watched a film as well. What was that? Yeah. Mike, do you want to talk us through The Vast of Night? Sure. The Vast of Night is what we saw uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, This is a movie uh, that we were talking about uh, previous week where we were discussing the trailer. Mm. Yes. And... And um, we were we were thinking it was going to be like a a a past bygone era of the nineteen fifties sort of uh, science fiction horror sort of genre. Mm. Mm. We were sort of right. Yeah, we were halfway there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we weren't thinking of the the genre that is the Rob Sterling of the Twilight Zone. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so so essentially the 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 vast night uh, takes place during the fifties. Uh, it takes place. Uh, it's like a twenty-four hour um, uh, show, um, where it's basically one night, and there's a there's a uh, there's a disc jockey, and it it all takes place in. Um, in uh, where was it? New Mexico. I'm trying to... New Mexico. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking Oklahoma, but <laughs> that's just Tiger King happening again. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, this small rural town uh, of um, of New Mexico and our two ma- main stars. Uh, hold on, I've got a bit of a cheat sheet here. Uh, 
Sarah McCormack and Jake Horowitz. Um, there's a there's a radio signal that 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 has happened throughout the town and and was picked up by uh, picked up by the oh, which one was it? The 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 weird signal. Yeah, the weird signal. Where, yeah, so it didn't start on the radio. It started. Yeah, it started at the switchboard. So. Um, yeah, the switchboard. Yeah, so Sierra McCormick's character of Faye, who's woken the switchboard one night while most of the town are at like the uh, local high school gym watching a basketball match, um, yes. get some strange noises coming through her switchboard. And they were trying to work out where it, where where it came from. Yeah. Or- what it is yeah so and mystery yep <laughs> and the mystery mystery is is sort of yeah it's aliens so. yeah which you kind of like because you know we we know the conventions of this of this genre and the subgenre quite well we know yeah. that that's what it's going to be um there's reports coming in of, of something hovering above in the sky um jake horowitz's character of everett who's who's the the town's DJ, um, is, you know, sort of the more aggressive, I suppose, in, in pursuing what these sounds are. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's... And then there's some uh, phone calls coming in about people who may have experienced encounters with UFOs. Yeah. Yes. They got a... Yeah, they got a clip of the, the, the weird signal and they played it over the radio mm. and say, hey, call up, and mm. there's... They did a secret sound, which is <laughs> kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it's yeah the 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 thing that for me that is quite remarkable about the Bast of Night is that it was made for seven seven hundred thousand um, dollars. Oh wow! And it is so sharp looking, um, and it is so well framed and so well photographed and directed. And look, to be perfectly honest, most of the film is. Uh, the character of Faye at her switchboard and Everett at, you know, in his radio um, station studio, uh, talking to one another, talking to others. Um, you know, they're a lot more mobile than just sitting for an hour and a half. But, you know, I would say a fair chunk of the film is them at their jobs, just trying to, you know, communicate with one another and trying to work out what the sound is. And there's some lengthy patches of dialogue. And again, the way that... Um, Andrew Patterson directs these scenes is just so beautiful because there's just so much tension, um, makes the longer stretches of dialogue really interesting, um, cutting to and from um, different characters and and get and the way that these actors respond to the, the this dialogue and these stories. There's this one person who um, phones in. Um, I think his name was Billy and just talks about his experiences having worked uh, for the army, I think it was, or for the air force. And, and yeah, it is just made so tense by the wonderful acting. Um, again, I, you know, you can't praise Sierra McCormack or, or Jake Horowitz enough. Um, there is a moment though, where they go over to an um, older lady's house by the name of Mabel, Mabel, and uh, she's played by a woman called Gail Croner, uh, I think it is. I've probably butchered her surname. And she delivers what I think is one of the most stunning 
monologues in science fiction. The way it is, the way it has been written, the way she performs it, especially, and and how and how it's and how it's shot in profile. Yeah, exactly. Yes, for most of it, it's most of it. It's just on her own profile. You're right. The way that it's framed, the way that just everything about this scene, I have to say, I was in awe of it and particularly in awe of her as well the delivery is fantastic for me her monologue was actually the the highlight of the film for me um, on every respect it is such a great monologue um the film itself was also framed um as mike was sort of indicating almost like an episode of the twilight zone and we were introduced to a tv show called paradox theater and so it's like we're watching an episode of Paradox Theatre. And and they, and they even got a, a person to... Uh, it's like an imitation of the, the start of Twi- Twilight Zone or the... Yeah. Uh, or the Night Gallery. It's like, picture a man going on a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, though, like, I would have been happy for, like, the film to be framed that way, begin and end, like, sort of... Because it literally shows an old school TV and the film begins in black and white before we zoom in and and so forth. Um, However, every now and then it almost, um, the the picture distorts almost like you're watching an old TV or we're going to and from commercial. It happens in the first, I'd say third, um, once or twice. Um, I didn't particularly think that was necessary, especially for a feature film that was not made for like commercial TV to do that. So for me, it was it. Yeah, for me that sort of kept me a little bit distant. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was necessary. I got it. You're harking back to back in the day. I didn't need that reminder. And if anything, I wonder how this film would have gone if it was filmed in black and white. Um, the use of color is is subtle, but it is and it is beautiful. But I wonder if they really wanted to go for that feel. Um, maybe shooting it in black and white would have been better just to get that, I think. I don't know. What did you think, Mike? Um, Maybe. Uh, I actually quite like it be- being in colour. Like, there- there's certain bits where it's 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 black and white, grainy, and you can tell it's coming through a a an old-timey um, television. Yeah. Which so- sort of, um, I don't know. I don't know if it enhances it or anything like that, but... It's sort of, sure, it takes you out, but it sort of reminds you, it's like, oh, I'm watching, like, and, and, uh, like, it is a period piece, and it's, like, supposed to be part part of it, and it being in colour, it it would be, it would have been, like, very, very dark if it was in black and white, because it's, it's majorly uh, filmed at night. Yeah. Um. And and also, um, it it sort of set me up uh, with that sort of segment at the start. It's like, oh, this is the sort of thing, and then and then it sort of did a <laughs> did something that I didn't expect. That it's going to be a very dialogue heavy, one one shot uh, track uh, things that you do not see in nineteen fifties mm-hmm. television, let alone nineteen fifties. Uh, movies. Yeah, this is true. Which, which is, which is sort of, it's sort of refreshing because you've seen this sort of thing before, as you said. We mm. we sort of twigged at the end. Yeah, it's alien. Yeah, but it's so it's. 
what what was re- what's really great about the Twilight Zone, and I really enjoy the Twilight Zone. And it, uh, if you ever want to do like um, genre sort of um, uh, studies of media and that, it it's all to do with the characters, mm. not necessarily the scenario that you're that you're in, you're intrigued or you you really want to watch. Like I could actually watch this for hours. <laughs> like 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 the sort like um. I'm not sure because I haven't really had a writing class, but I don't, I don't think they would allow you to to start a movie with, with, with a with a basically conversa- uh, start a movie with a with a boring conversation <laughs> about about the lighting in in a in a basketball stadium. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it sort of threw me as like, is this what it's going to be? And and we get introduced to these ca- characters, mm. which is a is an amazing way to introduce characters. I I reckon it's just just one one long tracking shot, and then yeah. then individual like bits and pieces. Mm. But also the interesting thing uh, was a thing that um, I thought it was going to be like this uh, throughout the entire entire movie, and <laughs> I was right, but. I was more intrigued as it kept on kept on going. Yeah, which sort of flipped me as like, you know what? I really enjoy this. Mm. Yeah. Like you don't really see see many movies that that um, characters that that um, have like like uh, four pages of monologue, mm. and you're still watching it and not being bored. No, so yeah, I, I feel like the 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 di- you know because there are lengthy stretches of dialogue, they're just so well made because they're so mm. finely like the writing is so tight, the acting is absolutely superb, and they are directed and framed with plenty of thought and a lot of care. Um, you're right, and and the length of this film it runs for eighty nine minutes is just ideal for it um i don't necessarily know how you could sustain it for that much longer um yeah and i think again it uses a lot of genre conventions but presents them in a really different way it's a character driven piece so you know for for i suppose fans who of horror movies or sci-fi movies who expect a lot of um you know impressive visuals or or the big bang or anything like that um you know, this will be either a pleasant surprise or it will be disappointing. But for me, I found it really for most of it to be quite engaging. I thought it to be incredibly well made considering the limited budget and the resources available. Um, the acting is absolutely superior in this movie. Um, yeah, I, f- I found it really, really entertaining. Um, I, I'm looking forward to revisiting this and then looking deeper into it for maybe little bits that I may have missed because I'm sure there's little nuances there <laughs> that, that, yeah. that maybe I have not noticed. Um, but for this particular viewing, yeah, I, I, I recommend The Vast of Night. So it's four stars from me. How about you, Mark? Yeah, um, yeah, I reckon I reckon I give it a four-star four rating as well. Like, like um, it's hard to explain because it's not really horror. It's not really thriller e- either. No. It's just, it's just um, <laughs> a night in the life of the, of two people. Yeah, of these two kids. I mean, look, it's essentially it's an old fashioned sci fi. Yeah, you know, yeah. But done in 
<laughs> quite literally in the 21st yeah, century. Yeah, done in a contemporary manner, I think, yeah. 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 Nice. So, Fulia, you probably might like this one because it's definitely very cinema- cinematic, I reckon. Yeah. And I, I think it's definitely a film that you'll like, Kendall, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I think when I get Amazon Prime, because let's face it, I think it might be inevitable at this point, <laughs> um, that, yeah, it's definitely going to be something I'll check out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for that review, guys, and Fulia for your excellent review as well. No worries. Really enjoyed listening. Two very good recommendations, if I do say so. <laughs> um, that was awesome. All right, cool. So... Now, it's time for Popcorn Culture! (laughs) Yes, it's time for Popcorn Culture! Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, only because what we're going to talk about is going to be getting very serious Mm. and uh, will be very, dare I say, political on this show, um, but it's important that we have this discussion. Um, and I think we've got some good people here that will have, uh, besides myself, that will have some really good thoughts on the issue. So, uh, we've been teasing it throughout the show, uh, but this is where we're going to talk about basically expanding on our thoughts from, uh, Gone with the Wind and Faulty Towers and Looney Tunes and a, a list of other other programs and films that are coming under fire for uh, depictions of race and and uh, controversial issues as well. Um, so basically, we're just kind of asking if it's right or is it wrong to censor art for outdated remarks. Um, to kick things off, I suppose, I wanted to tell you guys that... Work has been very interesting for me this oh. week with this issue, which is part of the reason why I wanted to discuss it on the show. Uh, because um, basically on oh, Wednesday, Thursday, we we were told at my work that uh, Gone with the Wind is discontinued now. They they they're pulling it. Yeah. Uh, from production and word spread obviously and. Um, we had a, a lot of customers coming in asking for it, asking to buy it. We sold out our last copies very, very quickly. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are, you know, wanting to grab it before it disappears. And, you know, I, so I had a few discussions with people, uh, all of, all of which were, uh, middle-aged or, or above. Yeah. So I don't know if what that says. But take that as you will. Uh, and you know, one one lady even got slightly, slightly heated. Not not necessarily at me, but she was trying to goad me into an argument, and I refused to entertain what she was saying because um, she was just being very passionate, uh, passionately against the removal of Gone with the Wind. Um, you know, and I understand her reasons, but she didn't. She didn't ever once say anything. about like about you know four I can she's not like I can understand why they're removing it but this is how I feel she never said anything like that she was just talking about how the world had gone topsy-turvy and things are getting out of control and blah 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 and I just I was not I was just like I wish I could bag (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of where I was going like I'm not going to engage too much and she acknowledged the fact that I was ignoring her engagement because I just I didn't want to I'm like, if I say anything, um, it's going to get 
yeah. But yeah, so work's been interesting. And not just for Gone with the Wind, we've had people asking for Little Britain and Summer Heights High. Mm-hmm. Um, two other shows that are coming under fire for, you know, uh, use of, of blackface and other inappropriate uh you know, uh, things just, you know, that's just the top of the list, I suppose. Um, and you know, and those are way more recent, obviously, than Gone with the Wind. Um, but those, and they've also been discontinued. So yeah. And people are trying, we have had so many people asking, especially for Little Britain, um, which is actually on stand at the moment. So it will be interesting to see if, uh, what, what happens with that here in Australia. But, um, yeah, basically, my kind of opinion, in just in general, on the, on this issue is, I I think I'm for the removal of all this stuff, just because, you know, racism is bad, <laughs> as we all know. It's not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. It's an awful product of humanity, and uh, like I don't I don't want to go too much into just you know, the history of that, as, you know, we all know, but, um, and, and just, you know, the, I don't know, inconsiderate nature of, of people putting their views into the, the, the films and television shows that they make in, in that way and portraying people a certain way. Um, so I'm glad that, I'm glad that this change is happening because I think it, these conversations should definitely be had, uh, but by the same token, part of me does pain to see, you know, pieces of, you know, art or, uh, you know, film, television being being compromised or being disregarded. Like, especially Gone with the Wind, just because it's, you know, as Wayne, you said earlier, it is, it is referred to quite frequently as one of the greatest films, if not the greatest film ever made. Um, adjusted for inflation, it's the highest grossing film of all time. Yes, um, about you know it was three billion. I think it's taken. Yeah, an insane amount of money by today. Um, yeah, it was it was the definition of blockbuster back in the late thirties. Mm. Like, and cha- definitely would have had such a, a huge change uh, on the world of cinema mm. uh, for sure. And you know, and it made history because uh, Hattie McDaniel won an Oscar for her performance in the film. Yeah. Um, regardless of the character she portrayed, her acting was superb mm. uh, by all accounts. And I can't wait to watch the... F- I really want to watch the film now, especially now after all of this. I really want to watch it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, but the fact that, you know, she... Yeah, her, she gave a great performance. She was the first... Uh, not not African-American woman, but first, first black person ever to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's huge, absolutely huge, and that's you know that's a huge that can't that can't be dis, you know disregarded. Like the, that's the one interesting thing I'm seeing in a lot of these discussions about it this week is no one's really talking about that, mm. um, you know, as a as a as a thing that happened, you know. Um, but you know the the film. I really wish I'd seen it before we'd had this discussion, but I, I, I don't have the access to it. That would have been a really good idea, Kendall. Good job. Um, <laughs> um, it's all right. But, you're not really missing much. Okay. Settle down. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep it light. Trying to keep yes, it light. Yes. No, please. The lightness is mm. good. I like the lightness. But, um, yeah, like just, just the fact that uh, the film is really kind of glorifying 
from what by all accounts seems to glorify slavery, seems to glorify the, you know, the 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 antebellum of uh, of America and the South, and you know, thing the thing things to do with with the Confederacy and the Civil War and all of that. But um, yeah, and these are these issues are just so are, are just quite clearly so prominent still today in America. You know, we see it every day almost now, like just. It's it's insane to me just the amount of change that's occurring. Um, like I I don't know what it is about what happened to George Floyd that really decided that made everyone decide to finally stand up and kind of mm-hmm. vo- either you know voice their support for for this incredible uh, this very powerful important movement that's now happening. Like it's it's always been there, you know. It's mm-hmm. been there for years and years, and this has been happening for years and years and years to so many innocent people. And but now for some reason the world's just like nah fuck this. Yeah. Maybe they were just like twenty twenty you've put us through the ringer fuck you yeah. <laughs> and this is the world rising up yeah. Kendall, in response to oh, yes. sorry sorry to, to interrupt there but just thought because no please I, interrupt I know because I, I um I, I wanted to just uh, ask you a question based on the point that you made and I didn't want um to to lose it um, no that's okay just go, out, go, out of go, curiosity go. have you seen the um the footage of George Floyd's arrest and um well murder i suppose or yes know, uh, yeah. i have yeah i have i have yeah. and I, I i didn't i didn't seek it out yeah it was just it literally i was watching something else on facebook and then you, you know how like facebook auto plays videos yes yeah it just it came up right afterwards because like i'm not i mean it's an i i can see why it's important to to witness that yeah but it's very graphic. Yeah, and, it is. And, and hard yeah. to, to look at, yeah. you know. I but. suppose you're right. Like you know, so, like the um, the um, uh, systemic um, attitudes, I suppose, towards black people, particularly in America, and I'm. Uh, I don't want to really signal out America because hi Australia, how are you going? Yeah, I know <laughs> but, we're we're far from innocent. Yeah, ones. absolutely. Um, if anything, I I will um, just uh, as a side note because we'll, we'll keep it to the states for the moment because a lot of this action is sort of happening in America. Um, yeah, America at least acknowledges its past and that it can do better. Um, yeah, Australia does not. Um, no. You know, with our own prime minister recently. Saying that um, Australia never had sl- never had slavery, uh, what? Which is an outright lie. Um, oh my! Now, God. now look. Uh, uh, to my knowledge, Australia never called the act of slavery slavery. Like by that particular word, um, yeah. we had um, we had something by the by the term of black boating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which um, a synonym for that. Is slavery. Um, so, you know, uh, so I think if when you've got the person at the top who's supposed to represent and respect all of his citizens, um, just saying it, it, it's a thing that did not happen. It's almost like how previous, you know, Prime Minister, I suppose, really didn't want to acknowledge that the stolen generation happened. Mm. There's a clear issue and a clear problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but sort of going back to, to the United States and George Floyd. Yeah, you're right. It's, there's just, this is nothing new, but I have to say, having seen the footage myself and a breakdown, and I ended up seeing the, I ended up seeing a breakdown of it. 
Um, like the, it, it's quite like it's really tastefully done. There was this one video on YouTube, and it's the only video I've seen of the incident because you're right, it's not pleasant, and I did not want to watch it again. But I, you know, reading the caption of it, it was very much of a just a breakdown of how the how the events unfolded and why it's sort of significant. But the the fact is that you've got this incident that occurs in broad daylight, mm. and one of the more distressing things is that you have um, people and people of, of, of different ethnicities. Um, so that was that sort of advocacy was actually quite nice to see and concerning the circumstances um, shouting at police to get off him. Yeah. Um, the fact that you had citizens who were really concerned for him, but obviously could not do anything. No. You know, um, I think that that's probably one of the massive triggers, to be honest. Yeah. Because, you know, you can play dumb. You can pretend that somebody was resisting in a manner and that the force was reasonable. You cannot, in this circumstance, do that. There is nowhere, no. there is nowhere to hide. Um, and, and I think that that's really, um, you know, blown the lid um, it's you, you, and you can't hide from it. There's not, you can never, ju- you cannot justify this action. And even for those who in some way would have had, to, would have found a way to justify similar actions like Rodney King and so forth, mm. all of these, um, all of these incredible human beings, um, you've got nowhere to hide with this. Um, and, no. it, and it's forcing uncomfortable conversations. It's it, it's enforcing angry protests because how long really ha- have have these pleas, have these cries, have these advocates, have these protesters? Um, how long have have you know ha- has their words been just fallen on deaf ears? So it, it's it's interesting, and I appreciate that our culture, our society, all contributes to this. We all contribute to this. Um, you know, as has been said often, it's not good enough to just be, you know, anti-racist, but you, you know, if you're passive about it, what good is it really? Um, and I can appreciate that the, uh, people in the media are now trying to maybe have, you know, be rectify poor representations because we've been talking about representations for a really long time, even on this show, Mm. you know, and how positive representations and more representations of certain communities is really important. Um, but for me personally, and as I've sort of had hinted earlier, um, as somebody who tells stories, uh, and, and my audience is tiny, but as somebody who tells stories, as somebody who creates and who tries to put messages where to, to have an audience engaged, entertained, and in thought, and who tries to do it in a most responsible and entertaining manner possible, I, just, I, I, I can never endorse censorship of somebody else's work, to be honest. Um, yeah. And like I, I, I like and and I absolutely understand because there is work that I've engaged with that I have watched and viewed that offends me, and that is particularly um, defamatory, if you if you will, of the community that I belong to and I do not yeah. like. And there is still language that is used to this day, right? Um, yeah. But I would not call for, for censorship on these because I think 
they belong in the time and place that they were made and they were, you know, engaged with. So it's up to us as creators to not only do better and produce better, but it's also us as audience members and consumers of media to seek better and to have that conscious decision to seek better. So I actually think it's on us more than anything else. Um, Yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. So I like, like, yeah, because I get, I get feedback from, from people um, who, who are not in my, who are not in the community that I'm a part of, who are not um, a part of the gender performance that, that, that I am a part of, of people who do not have the same um, ethnicity as me, people who do not have the same biological sex as me, um, people who do not have the same religious beliefs as me, all of these beautiful humans. But I get feedback from, from people who are different to me commenting on the work that I produce and not always being supportive of it. And in some regards, some being offended by some elements of it. And I just, and I have to accept that and I have to stand by my work and the message that I want to do, but you're always looking to do better. Um, And when I get um, people saying, you know, to not do this as often as I do or to not, I shouldn't say this or I shouldn't present this way. I thank them (laughs) for their feedback. Mm. And I tell the stories that I need to tell as long as I think I'm being you know, responsible about it. And that's, that's just what I think. I think we just need to be reflective. We do need to do better. And I think as audiences, we need to seek better as well. Um, and I think we need to seek work by black artists. We need to engage with it. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we, we need to seek mm-hmm. work by queer artists. We need to seek work by women. Um, yeah. I think all of these underrepresented groups, that's what we need to do. And then we'll yeah. see, we'll see the narrative change. It cannot happen. Yeah. It cannot happen overnight. Um, no, 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 no. Australia's narrative alone has been forged over over two hundred years. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's yeah. But the fact that that we're conscious about it, um, and the fact that we're actively discussing it, I think, on a global scale, mm. is good. Um, but I th- yeah. yeah. But I think it needs to be be respectful. I think some of the the things that we're really seeing in Europe, especially in the UK, isn't really helpful to the cause, to be honest. You don't want to antagonise the person opposite your 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 opinion, I think. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm sitting with that at the moment. Yeah. That's that's That was really, really well said, Wayne. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I really like how you make such a good point that the onus should totally be on us as viewers as well. Mm. Um, and, and to use, to use art to, you know, uh, to fight back, you know, in, in beautiful ways, like give voices to the underrepresented and, and, uh, you know, you know, filmmakers and writers and actors and artists that just have, you know, so many stories we've never heard before Mm. that deserve the time of day instead of, you know, another sequel or a reboot, something (laughs) starring a bunch of white people, you know? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. So like, I mean, while I, I, you know, I said earlier, I still, I still stand by the fact that I think it's a good idea that things are, these things are being taken down, Mm. but I, what I, the good thing about them being reinstated is the fact that like we mentioned earlier with Gone with the Wind, they're getting, they're actually doing the right thing Mm. and getting some education to go with 
the film to provide that context for people who may not understand, um, you know, and want to understand why, like, this is a film that we have that is very racist, very derogatory towards, you know, people of color in America in this, in the 1800s. Like, it's, yeah. it's not great. But we're, here's us giving you guys a chance to understand why why this film is important in terms of cinema history and why it, you know, why it, it is the way it is and the context of that and, and all of all of this. And I'm glad that they can do that for Gone with the Wind. I'm sure they'll find a way to do it with a lot of other mm. uh, films and maybe TV shows. But, um, like, yeah, what I said earlier about Faulty Towers, I think that that maybe went a bit too far. That doesn't need to be yeah. touched, I don't think, at all. I mean, maybe put a warning at the start of the episode before it starts mm. to be like, this features language that was in use at the time but is now frowned upon or something, you know, mm. better said than that, but to that effect. And, you know, and the same with, same with like, the, the Looney Tunes with Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam, like, Give them guns. I just, <laughs> I just, I like feel that that is incredibly ridiculous. And yeah. like, uh, you know, like America, I know you've got a problem with guns, right? It does not, this is like how people blame, like certain people blame uh, violence on the video games and computer games that kids play and the cartoons that they watch. And you're like, you're kidding me, right? America, you have a cultural obsession with guns and it mm-hmm. is not because Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam one is a hunter the other is yeah. a cowboy yeah <laughs> that they have guns you know and these these guys are always like I mean especially as adults we love them right but really if in the narratives that they're a part of they're always the villains they always lose there's nothing that glorifies them at all um, no, I feel with Looney Tunes it's absolutely ridiculous, and I actually think it's it's borderline offensive. Actually, um, yeah, it, it, yeah. Like I find <laughs> that I, I feel like it's almost not even worth including in this discussion because it takes the piss out of something a lot more well, serious. Exactly, because yeah. it's like where does the line? Where's the line? Yeah, like Gone with the Wind makes sense. Yes, but. You can't, you can't, you can't bastardize it by taking it to this extent and then removing. Like, does this mean if you take, if you, you're, you know, you're censoring Looney Tunes, does that mean South Park's cancelled? I guess. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, and yes, I also understand why Little Britain, Summer Heights High, and mm. you know those kinds of shows that do. Like, I even actually watched a bit of Little Britain a couple of weeks ago, and there was one one of those episodes where. Um, you know, one of the guys was in blackface and I, I did feel uncomfortable because I'm like, yeah, I know this was made in 2003 or 2004, whenever doesn't make it. Okay. Mm. But you know, they're not, they won't be, I know blackface is blackface is totally inappropriate and shouldn't be done, but I, and I can't really speak for any kind of offense because I'm, I'm a white person, Mm. you know, but it wasn't racist what they were doing with the joke. They weren't, they weren't uh, over exaggerating stereotypes or or being derogatory. That was they were just playing a character. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. I haven't seen Little Little Britain actually. So. Little Britain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, similar with it's similar with like uh, you know I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for someone to cancel RDJ because he did blackface for Tropic Thunder. Oh right. Yeah. Um. But that film was a a, a complete satire. Yeah. Of, 
of those kinds of method actors. That was the whole yeah. point. And with so, um, I, if he if if he gets attacked, I'm gonna ref- I'm gonna defend him to the day I die. Cause with yeah. with um for example like Chris Lilly's titles like Summer Heights High, um, again we've got something quite interesting because Chris Lilly has played um, both men and women, um, straight yeah. and gay characters, uh, yeah. black characters, Asian characters. Um, I don't know. It's it's. It's di- like I, I I can I can see where the offense because it might feel outdated, but I don't know. So you sometimes feel like where a title sort of almost takes the piss out of everybody and everything. He does. You know, yeah. Um, I know that I think it was Jonah from Tonga, which is a spinoff of um, of Summer Heights High. Um, yes. That was removed from um, New Zealand TV. I think one or two episodes after it was broadcast because oh, wow. it was deemed incredibly offensive. Um, yeah, yep. so that, that's been pulled <laughs> that's been like banned in, in New Zealand for, for quite a few years. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, I'm actually curious, mate, I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because Kendall had mentioned, uh, Faulty Towers. Um, what, what was it that John Cleese had actually said that prompted, um, you know, UK TV to say, okay, we're putting, we're putting the Germans episode back in there. Do you, did you know what? what John Cleese had posted or tweeted about? Um, I only read it, like, a little, little mm. bit. And, yeah, I so, sort of agree with it that it sort of overstepped the mark. But, yeah. Can I do a full ear this week? Nah. <laughs> um, um, well, well, Mike... Watch this, have... ladies and gentlemen. A white man's going to solve racism. Fulia <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> actually has uh, John Cleese's tweet if she'd like to read it out. Yeah, so in his tweet, he says, I would have hoped that someone at the BBC would understand that there are two ways of making fun of human behavior. One is to attack it directly. The other is to have someone who is patently a figure of fun speak up on behalf of that behavior. Um, And then it sort of, it continues on about um, the fact that the situation with... um, Alf Garnett uh, being a racist character in the sitcoms of uh, Till Death Us Do Part and In Sickness and In Health. So um, it, it kind of, it kind of sort of, I kind of agree with what John is saying. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, it, it was, it was a different time. The type of comedy was different as well. Yeah. It's very slapstick humor yeah, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to sort of, just ignore the fact that it's... I mean, it's not a good thing, but it's uh, It's not just that episode. The whole series has a lot of controversial topics, if you think true, about it, true. in today's time. But yeah. isn't that the whole point um, of Faulty Towers, is that... Exactly. Is that that's a faulty... <laughs> he's racist. We, we, you know, we don't applaud... He, he isn't rewarded for his racism. No. No, no he's not. That's kind of the whole no, point. He, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's true. And sort of, and you know, especially the fact that he's always picking on Manuel, mm. the one that doesn't speak English very well, and the one that's in the in we'll say the 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 blue co- the blue collar sort of job. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's just he's just a bellhop head that's hap- sort of working in this you know bed and breakfast. Yes. Um. You know, it's 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 kind of hard to to say it's fine, but it's not. Mm. So it's it. There's like that, a fine that, line between them. That's pretty much the point. It's it's not fine. Mm. Um, 
because I actually watched the German episode because ironically it's still on stand. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and I watched that episode because I was first of all I was confused. It was it because I just saw the title. It was pulled because of a racial slur, and I I didn't I didn't remember. I didn't remember it actually, uh, the character, the major actually uses the N-word three times. Mm. And and I thought, I thought, wait, they they say kraut a lot in that episode. I thought they were, I thought they were get, going to be, oh, are they racist against Germans? Well, okay, that's the whole point of the episode. But, but then I watched it and then I, then I remembered, yeah, it was the major and the major is the old, the old buffer, but he's the old he's the old guy that actually would say that yeah. sort of mm. thing. Yeah. And he's saying and he's saying it to Basil, who is not a is not a he's not a good character. If if you met a Basil Faulty in real life, <laughs> you would absolutely hate oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it uh, because he's the ma- main character, we're actually laughing at him. Yeah. Oh, and that, always. That's the and that's the general idea of Faulty Towers mm. is this horrible man doing horrible things and everything everything is collapsing around him and he fucking well deserves mm. it. And that's why it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and um and then and then uh if you don't know the actual um episode, um his wife is getting a a toenail removed because it's overgrowing, and her doctor is a black person. And the yeah. fir- and and the first time Basil see- sees him, he he recoils, <laughs> and that sort of, that says everything about Basil about about his racial stance, and that's the reason why um, he's not the sort of person that says, "Hey, you can't say that word," because yeah. he would probably have said that word, not to <laughs> not to say it out loud, oh, but he yeah. probably. Would have said said the word, and of course he does the racist thing of are uh, these Germans who, who were too young to be in the war, so, <laughs> so so he he just goes off cock about them, um yeah I think it was just a huge overstep for the faulty towers thing, and yeah, yeah. and they reinstated it to, um, I think it was just to show some solidarity I, I don't know if they, because they need to. Do something to say, "Hey, we're we're not racist. the The BBC is not racist, mm. so we'll just take down." Everything. Yeah. So what can we what can we do? What can, how can we show people we you know this is our stance yeah. kind of thing? And, and I just, do yeah. I, I do understand Little Britain. Like uh, I sort of get that. Um, yeah. Because they also do do Ying Tong as well. Yes. So so they also do yellow face. Right. Yes, uh, they do. Black face. Yes. Uh, even Mister T one time. Um, yeah. True. Uh, I kind of understand that, but and they they also do minstrels in the fir- first um, season as well. Uh, these people who decide to be minstrels, and I don't know, I didn't really get that joke when it came out the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Chris Lilly, well, this is just a personal thing. I don't find him funny at all, really. So take what you will. I I. Yeah, I can understand it. Really, if people have a problem with him, then yeah, I I don't really have that much, you know, heart with that. Um, with the Looney Tunes thing, um, I don't mind it. Really, it's not a. Uh, I know Elmer Fudd's 
a, a, a hunter. But we've seen that, basically. Like, these characters have been evolving ever since they fir- first started, like, during the 30s, and and they've put them in different scenarios, and you need to keep keep the sort of momentum going of they have to do something different, like something stupid, like they have to play a basketball game with Michael Jordan. Mm. Um, <laughs> and now with LeBron James. Yeah. Oh, Whatever. Um, <laughs> bring, bring back the the Bugs Bunny that I know. Um, yeah. I mean, one of my favourite episodes with Elmer Fudd uh, has got to be the opera, and he doesn't yes. use a gun. He uses a spear. So. Yes, but he is, he's serving as a... Not as a different character because it's Elmer Fudd, but he's not... Elmer Fudd, the hunter there. So there is a there is the a brilliant trilogy of of Elmer, Bugs, and Daffy, and you know as we know, rabbit season, yeah, duck season, I, right? I was going to me- mention that as yeah. well. I absolutely love that one, but they've they've done it. Yeah. Surely they they can do something else. I think I, I mean, think so too. But this for me, it's always about the intent. So the intent, though, Michael. Like, so this is where I. Um, have to disagree with sort of where you're coming from is that it, like characters evolve. You're absolutely correct. And I'm all for that. Absolutely all for that. Um, however, the per, the motivation or the reason behind Elmo and Sam's uh, lack of guns now wasn't for a natural evolution of character. It was simply a no guns. So it wasn't to benefit them as characters or to evolve them. It was more of a broader context to say, we're not having guns. But as Kendall had said, it's not really a comment on violence because, hey, these are Looney Tunes. We're still going to blow you up with TNT. We're giving you sharp blades now that, let's face it, children are have easier access to anyway. Um, so... That's where that's why I'm like almost offended by by the notion of the removal of the guns for these two. And anyone who knows me knows that I do not like guns. I do not like even looking at replica guns. I refuse to hold one or anything like that. Like it's they really do make me uncomfortable. But in the context of the Looney Tunes, I just again I I don't think it's a it's a it's a it's a character choice. I think it's more of a broader contextual um, choice, if that makes sense. So that's why I have a problem with it um, more than anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, Fulia, what what did you want to add to everything? What are, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm I'm sort of I'm with Wayne in terms of the the Looney Tunes censorship on the guns. Um, it's it's a cartoon. It's really slapstick comedy. It, you know, those, you know, Yosemite Sam and Alma Fudd are known to have the weapons on them. And, you know, cutting that out is then turning them into something else. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense for the character to not have their, you know, their weapon on them. Um, and the fact that it's, it's, it's just, it's a cartoon. Like, it's, yeah. it's not real. Um, the other thing is... They're getting rid of the guns, but they're keeping all the Acme stuff and the TNT. So there's still going to be cartoon violence. Yeah, yeah. Why continue with that if you're going to get rid of 
the guns. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's that the doesn't point? make yeah exactly. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Um. So f- for me, I'm. It's just yeah. It is frustrating that they've decided to go a different direction, not because of the fact that it's their character growth. It's more about oh, let's just get rid of them completely because this is the problem we have in our country. Yeah. That shouldn't be. That shouldn't be the reason why you do that. No. It really shouldn't. No. Um. And, they, and like they shouldn't be getting rid of guns in Looney Tunes. They should be getting rid of guns in fucking Kmart's. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. Come on. If you're gonna get rid of guns, do it in real life. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. First um, stop, Elmer Fudd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's he's the number one culprit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean he's been doing it for nearly a hundred years, people. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. I mean the one thing they can do, and this is a, apparently what Disney Plus is doing at the moment with some of their movies that have. Um, you know, they're older cartoons that do depict, you know, olden time sort of context. Yeah. Um, and they, they mention, you know, may contain outdated cultural depictions. So yeah. maybe that's something they should add at the beginning of the episode or the film rather than being like, no, nah, let's just get rid of the yeah. guns altogether. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but this is for this particular season. I mean, uh, the previous season with... um. Uh, do you remember the Lo- the Looney Tunes show? Mm. Yeah, with uh, with when Bugs and Daffy are actually roommates together. Like, Yosemite Sam didn't have a gun in that either. Oh, really? And no one kicked up, and no one kicked up a stink because no one had said that that gun, for example, was removed permanently um, as an outright thing, and we're just going to give him something else to replace it. I mean, it wasn't mm. used, but it didn't mean you know, that he didn't still have it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, this was just kind of more of an outright, no, we're, we're not doing guns, that's kind of it. And it's like, if that's your choice, that is your choice. But mm. I don't, I, I can't see a logical or rational reason for that choice. Um, I think Yosemite Sam was their landlord or something. I, can't remember. <laughs> um, I, I grew up on the classics. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so have yeah. I. I mean... I love the ending of one episode where uh, Bugs and Yosemite Sam were doing Russian roulette yeah. and they were trying to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> Try explain that to you. Kids. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, that just eases eases yeah, them into when you go and watch the Deer Hunter with them, Mike. <laughs> yeah. no, they can they can watch that first. Yeah, true. <laughs> so they can get the joke. It's like, oh yeah, I've seen that. In yeah, the- exactly. <laughs> You, you can't, you can't, you can't do that the other other way no, around. True. <laughs> you can't watch Spaceballs and then st- Star Wars. Yeah, this is true. Well, you know, you'll <laughs> think Star Wars is a pretty, um, you know, tame movie, I suppose, in comparison. <laughs> hey, hey, if it, if it was up to me, I would let them watch Spaceballs then Star Wars. Because <laughs> I know how it ends. Yeah, yeah this is true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um... Is that, I guess that might be the, the natural conclusion of our yeah. discussion then, yeah. I think. That was, that was fantastic. That was a really so great we, discussion. So we've solved racism. Yeah. I, <laughs> Mike, I think, I think we have, I think we're the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the pinnacle of, no, I, I can't even, I can't even finish that joke. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. <laughs> um, yes. No, well, hopefully, you know, the fact that we're having this discussion and people are listening to this and hopefully, are you know sharing similar thoughts to us 
Um, if you want to reach out to us, please feel free to on any of social media accounts. You know, we can continue the discussion and the awareness and, you know, maybe we could even do episodes in the future where we kind of focus more on diverse representation like films and television shows that people don't tend to really talk about too much Mm. or uh, aren't as well spotlighted um and that just you know would happen to have uh you know like color you know black black people in it or or asian people in it you know that's why when like you know films come out like black klansman spike lee like i i will i i freaking love that movie and i recommend everyone watch that um, he just, Spike Lee actually just had a new film come out on Netflix, uh, very recently called The Five Bloods, which sounds awesome. It's about these, uh, black, uh, American soldiers who fought in Vietnam and then they return th- like 30 or 40 years later to find some buried treasure. Um, and one of their like, uh, superior officers like remains or something like, yeah, that's a bastardization of the, just of the plot, but that's basically what it is. And it sounds really cool. Ooh. So I'm probably going to check it out. Um, so that's on Netflix, but yeah. And then films like Always Be My Maybe, which is like so much, it's, it's, it's a film that is actually like a comedy that is actually elevated because it's, it's all Asian characters. Yeah. Um, you know, except for Keanu, except for Keanu. <laughs> yeah. 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 He can be the exception to the rule, I think. Um, but yeah. Token white guy. Token, yeah. He's the token white guy <laughs> in that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. Uh, I thought that was really awesome. So Good job, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we got there. Okay. So, um, what's up with Fred? I guess I'll just keep talking. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you go for it, Kendall. You, I'll, I'll go for it. You've been it. producing a lot this week. I have. I have, finally. And it's been so good. I even said to Fulia earlier, I don't care about the view count on this one because <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just having a great time. Um, so, I finally started dropping my journey through history videos, my non-scripted ramblings, uh, looking at each song from Michael Jackson's history album that is celebrating its 25th anniversary this month. Um, and yeah, we're up to today, uh, episode seven, uh, about money should have come out. Um, but so far I've, I've covered, yeah, almost the first half of the album and some really great songs and revisited some childhood memories (laughs) along the way uh and kind of getting into the themes and the issues of of the album and and how how much i love the 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 songs musically and lyrically and yeah and how they don't care about us is still very relevant Mm. and is a is a very powerful song that is being used in the black lives matter protest as well uh it has been for a number of years so um i recommend checking out the prison version music video that spike lee speaking of spike lee uh, he directed that. Um, yes, I've, I've seen both versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. There'll be yeah, there's because there's two versions uh, of the short film for that song. Yeah, so it's check such them, a great, check them such out. a great song. And um, Kendall, I love the way you you discuss the song because they don't care about us is one of my all time favorites MJ song. Hey, and, yes, um, good choice. Yeah, and it was interesting when you you know started talking about the uh, the, the the video clips or the films for these uh, because I remember when um, they don't care about us came out. Um, mm. the, it was the prison version was the one that I saw first. Oh, wow. So by memory, um, it, that was actually the one that was shown on Australian TV, like in, on Rage and Video Hits. Yep. 
and I yeah. loved it. Like it is, it is yeah. my it, it for me. It's always been the better of the two, and I don't know if that's just because it was the first one I saw of the two, or because it is just so much more powerful, and I feel more connected to the lyrics and the message of of the of the song. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then maybe about a maybe two weeks later, they had the uh, the alternative one. And then that was the yes. only one you saw after that. So yeah. yeah. So from 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 my money, um, the 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 prison one is the only one I watch because it's just so amazing. Um, yeah, yes, and I love the way great. you discuss um, the clip and the song. It was yeah. I love your passion about about his music. Yeah. So I'm enjoying I'm enjoying uh, watching your <laughs> rambles, and I'm enjoying. Enjoying Thank revisiting <laughs> the music as well. Thank you. I'm on the yes. on the journey with you, Kendall. <laughs> Yay! God, thank you so much. That's really nice. It's all worth it now because I've had oh, some. Oh, stop now. I've, wonder, I've had some wonderful, wonderful feedback from some wonderful people yeah. um, over these videos. Thank you, guys. Thank you just to everybody who's actually watched my videos because yeah, this is just something that I just really wanted to do and. I love this album and, you know, we all know how much I love Michael Jackson. Mm. I flew ha- halfway across the world for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's really nice to get my passion for him out there and for that music and to really kind of, I've learned things on this, on this journey too, that I didn't know <laughs> with like a couple of little things, but yeah, that's been really fun. So yeah, uh, that will be going on for the rest of this week. Um, and Fulia and I need to have a discussion about potentially doing Collectible Chaos mm. and talking about, and we're actually me going, okay, right, what are my favorite songs? Yep. <laughs> Let's put them into order now that I've talked about cool. them. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of exciting stuff uh, with me. That's about it. Um, Wayne? Mm-hmm. Anything from you? Yeah, so we've got a new Fred Watch podcast out on Thursday. Um, yes. So uh, Philip and and myself and an amazing guest reviewer um, <laughs> are discussing uh, Friday the 13th in acknowledgement of its 40 years in existence. Yep. Uh, it mm-hmm. celebrated 40 years uh its 40th anniversary last month, but that was not my month to choose a film. So I had to push to this month. (laughs) Um, So that will be coming out on Thursday and hopefully uh, next, the following Thursday and definitely by the end of the month, um, we'll have another Fred watch episode to celebrate and acknowledge uh, pride month as well. So two podcasts this month. (laughs) Nice. I can't wait till I cannot wait till listen. Thank you. And listen and listen back. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Mike, anything from you? Mm, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, with me binge watching like everything before before my subscription for Netflix dries up, uh, it's. It'll give it'll free me up to do some office stuff. Great. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Which I've been meaning meaning to finish finish up the fir- first season and bit a bit through the second season and yeah, it's it's coming along. It's plugging along. Excellent. I just gotta get some makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Because I look terrible. 
No, you don't. I look terrible. You look great. Stop it. No. <laughs> no, you stop it. You stop it. <laughs> Both of you, stop it. <laughs> Both of you, serious, stop it. Stop. <laughs> Enough. Just, just don't. Just, yeah. just, just don't. Just, no. Full, yep, I'll full. be doing office and yes. then I'll be adding uh, to it with, hold on, I got the thing, uh, Firefly. Oh. You're going to watch Firefly after the office? Yes. Ooh. Oh, during. Oh, during. Okay, same time. You're going to mix it up. Yes. Awesome, Mike. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on Firefly because that's like one of my favorite shows ever. So I'm very much looking forward to that. That's going to uh, be... Oh, you'll be looking forward to it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something tells me maybe not for the reasons I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, Fulia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's up with Foolish Fuji? Uh, so I've been uh, doing the usual uh, streaming Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, uploading content as per usual uh, on my Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, new series starting up this week. Uh, sorry, last week. Um, is Portal 2, my old streams of Portal 2 that I had played last year, um, is now up and running. The first episode is ready for your viewing. (laughs) Check it out. And I have to also apologize if you get frustrated at how (laughs) slow I am with solving these puzzles. It was the first time in a very long time that I was playing this game. (laughs) So... Please bear with me. <laughs> That's okay. all right. Just edit until you actually solve it. And just, no, uh, but then, it, then, it, then it takes... Oh, she got it on the first run through. Wow. <laughs> it takes the fun away of, you know, being... Frustrated with frustrated, you. Frustrated, but... Exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you don't... If you don't like the fact that I'm taking forever, you can skip ahead. It's fine. You know what you do you then? Go. You like release a video and call it uh, Foolish Fuji's Portal 2 Speedrun. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you, and you just do a list of uh, uh, timestamps of when you actually completed. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yes, so my Portal 2 series has started. Uh, episode 2 will be out this week. Keep an eye out for the little trailer, teaser trailer that I have been created for this. Yes, check it out, people. <laughs> um, and then a highlight on the Friday and then the full stream on the Saturday. So... Um, they'll be coming out weekly. I think there's about eight or nine episodes of that. And then uh, we'll see what the next series will be. Um, it'll most likely be something very entertaining <laughs> for all of you out there. Um, apart from that, not much else. Um, yeah, just that's probably it with uh, Foolish Fuji at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well... I think that's all from us, mm-hmm. and that's that's uh, that's a that's a wrap. That's the end. Yeah. Yep. Reached it. Done. We smashed it. <laughs> epic, epic, epic episode. Uh, well done, everyone. That, that was, was a podcast. podcast. Oh, podcast. Time for the Fred plugs. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, stationery, with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stations, and more! That was the Fred Plug! Yes.
I've been yep, yep, yep. a Kendall Richardson. I've been Wayne Cellini. I've been a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And I've been a Michael Lister. And you, you just, just experienced a, a podcast called Fred. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yay, Fred. Yay, Fred. Yay, Fred. Fred. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate you. Yes. Black lives matter, motherfuckers. Absolutely, Absolutely do. Yes. Absolutely do. 110 mm-hmm. freaking percent. Jesus Christ. Why? We shouldn't be having this discussion. It shouldn't even be a problem. Oh, I hate humanity. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. Remember to eat beef. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we're, we're all... What's his name? Freaking... Dr. What? What's his name? The guy from Futurama? D- the guy that says Dr. that. Fink? What? <laughs> I'm, the professor? The professor, what's his name? Uh, Farmsworth? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> he's the one that says that, right? I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Or am I remembering? Good news, everyone. I'm, yes, then. Good. That was good. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zoyberg. Uh, no. no, that Zoyberg sounds a lot like Phil. <laughs> hey, Eve. That's just rude, Kendall. That's just really fucking rude. I'm going to tell him you said that, and I think he'll be very hurt. No, he knows I love him. It's fine. Love to beat the living shit out of him. Sending sending love and hugs to Philip. Yes, (laughs) love and hugs to Philip. Our our co-host in absentia. We, we love and appreciate him. Oh, goodness. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. you. And... Freddy lives. And... See...